Welcome. You're listening to Mystic Moon Cafe Radio. And welcome to Mystic Moon Cafe tonight. Um, I just wanted to say happy pre-Thanksgiving to everybody uh, or happy Indigenous Peoples Day to uh, people that don't like to say Thanksgiving. But, you know, I, I'm taking Thanksgiving a whole other thing of being thankful for everything I have in my life and, you know, all my friends and family that I have left, which aren't that much anymore, but uh, just thankful for everybody and everything um, now. So anyway, welcome. We have uh, some wonderful special guests with us and our usual wonderful people like Wendy and Jacob. You guys what? want to say hi? I think Wendy is still trying to get a new headset on, so she don't think she can hear us right now, but she will <laughs> jump in. Jacob is feeling uh, the holiday spirit. Daddy's right had now. some wine. <laughs> some spirits. Yeah, let's just say the family's here for the holidays or for Thanksgiving, so you better believe there's been some red wine, some white wine, some champagne. I do recommend an Argyle uh, extended tourage. <laughs> and, and I'm myself even though i have not drunk because i did not uh, get very much sleep this last uh, few days june trivia trivia june just did an amazing road trip we can talk about real yes. quick before we get into the swim yes. of things yes i did um we kind of started off in las vegas which you know it's like yeah we but uh, you know we didn't see a lot of haunted things in las vegas but we did get to go to the t- Tim Burton Neon Light Exhibit at the Neon Museum. Just wait, did you say Tim Burton as a Nightmare Before Christmas? Tim Burton? Yes, that Tim Oh, that's Burton, amazing. He had his own special kind of thing at the, the Neon Museum in Las Vegas. If you haven't been there, it's really, really cool. Um, especially seeing the Tim Burton exhibit, which he is going to be, I think they're going to be exhibiting that till February. Ooh. But, um, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty fun. They have it mixed in with a lot of their, it's, a, it's a neon boneyard is what it's called. Oh, I know what the, you're talking about. Yeah. Neon signs go to die and everything. So, <laughs> so but, um, but it's pretty amazing. It's, uh, it's, you know, got a lot of his nightmare characters and, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty cool, but one of my favorites of of course I love Mar- I loved Mars Attacks. So, I, so I, oh yeah. so so <laughs> Mars Attacks, great genre sci-fi throwback. But let's talk because we're talking about you know holiday horror. So let's just talk about what you got or saw for Jack Skelton from A Nightmare Before Christmas, and was there Edward Scissorhands? Um, this was a lot of, uh, you know, I don't, I was kind of expecting to see that, but no, there was no Nightmare Before Christmas. I think he really? had a few little uh, things in there. There was like a Sally, a pre-Sally in there um, mm-hmm. before, you know, she was completely drawn, I guess you'd say, um, kind of what she'd look like and, and a lot of his sketches and characters, but most of it was kind of his nightmare, his nightmare creations, so... And, you know, Beetlejuice sign was really fun. I was like, oh, oh yeah. my gosh, it's Beetlejuice sign. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, I'm 
sorry. I'm sorry, June. I missed that. Could you do that again? <laughs> God bless you. Yes, I loved it. But um, but yeah, that was pretty awesome. And then we went on to Eureka, Nevada, where Ross Allison was giving a lecture or a talk at a paranormal conference there. Um, we also got to do some investigations there, which were pretty cool, some of the buildings. Although one of the buildings, um, let's just say I felt safer when I was out of the building. What? And not, what? Not, not, not paranormal wise. Oh. Um, <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Let's bring I'm this sorry. back. Okay. I got to ask. <laughs> so, like, Eureka, Nevada has two dozen people in it. So, if you're not feeling safe, <laughs> like, what happens in a town that's like 200 miles from anywhere in the Great Basin of Nevada that you would be so afraid? Meth heads? What, 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 what? Um, we're talking structurally. Structurally? Oh. Oh, like the ceiling's going to fall on you. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. It was one of those things when all these people started walking up the stairs, you know, because they were giving a tour of the place. Um, you could kind of feel it bow. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, Lord. Hot damn, I should have gone to this. <laughs> yes, and then I was like, yeah, I'm going to stay downstairs. <laughs> and then, you know, Ross almost fell through the floor because he felt the boards kind of creak Just, and everything. He's what, like, oh, I'm going to stay downstairs. What, what, what? <laughs> Building okay, because Eureka. So correct me if I'm wrong. Is the Wash Washu Club there or no? No, no, no. no. That was Virginia City. That's Virginia City. Okay, so I I, I know Eureka is known for its Paracon, but what what Not building? Really it was uh, the old cafe, an old cafe. It's a cool. Oh, I know town. which one you're talking cool about. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They have a lot of really really cool things um, there. It's amazing. Um, you know kind of a wild west town it was pretty cool yeah but um you know it was a little, little kind of creepy that way where you know you thought you were gonna fall through the floor <laughs> like, yeah. um, but it was a really nice little paracon got to see some people i hadn't seen in a while uh -huh. and then uh we drove to virginia city and that's yes. at the washo club i was calling it washu club but I was corrected. It is Washoe Club. Oh. Just for your knowledge. Oh. Yes. Okay. Just for your knowledge. And um, Ryan Mick got to set, set us up. We are now members of the Washoe Club. Nice. Um, so now we can go back and investigate anytime. <laughs> and, nice. Um, so <laughs> we are going there. But we had a great investigation there. It was really awesome. We were the only ones in the building. Nice. Um, okay. It was cool. So, so for the listeners that aren't familiar, Virginia City is outside of uh, Reno, Nevada. So it's way far north of oh, Las Vegas. Yep. And with the Washoe Club, Washoe. that is one of the places that Ghost Adventures got famous for investigating. Virginia yeah. City. That was the pilot for Ghost Adventures. Kicked it all off. And so yeah, and so with Ryan Mick, if you're not familiar, he is on the board for the Preston Castle in Ione, California as well. It's all tied together. It's all tied together. So we're talking gold country 
back in the day, like mm-hmm. 1850s, 1860s. So this is some historic yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's a cool town. And they have wild horses running around everywhere. What? No way. Yes. <laughs> wild horses just like coming up to people, you know, not killing them or anything. But they were just walking <laughs> through the town. It was amazing just to see these horses just walking down the street like they own the place. It was amazing. That is amazing. So I got to ask because, you know, I'm drunk and stuff like that. Let's talk about horse apples on the streets. Are you dodging? You dodging some IEDs here or what's going on? There's lots of them everywhere. Okay. And in the the graveyard, too. There were just like horse piles everywhere in the graveyard. It was just amazing. It was so cool, though. Oh, my God. I loved it. And uh, like I said, the Washoe Club, it was, it was. Well, I think, what is it, like 20 degrees there? It was a little oh, chilly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Chilly. So for our listeners who aren't familiar with the, you know, west of the Rocky Mountains and stuff, so this is high desert, which means, you know, super hot in the summer, but cold in the winter, and they get snow. It was snowing, yep. So the yeah, it wasn't just the ghosts that made everything cold. It was just freaking cold there. And uh, but yeah, it was it was incredible. We we had a great investigation there. Um, <laughs> we really got cold. Let's <laughs> just say um, they have a really cool museum there with lots of haunted objects. Of course, sadly, you have to. I mean, I probably shouldn't say sadly. You have to look at uh, you know pictures of Zach. Bagans from Ghost Adventures all over the place. Oh, okay. But let's just, let's be real. Okay, I'm real. Zach works out. (laughs) Zach is okay to look at. Yeah, Zach is okay to look at. I'm just saying, though he had a recent nose job. He did have a (laughs) recent nose job. Zach's okay to look at. I'm not hating on looking at Zach. I I just, you know, it's it's okay to look at, but then when, you know, you really kind of see what's behind that personality a little, you know, maybe, you know, I don't well, know. Okay, so let me just me. let, let me just give you some full disclosure because we get to our two awesome guests, Katie and Kim. Mm-hmm. I just want to say I did order the Zach Bagans Ghost Hunting for Dummies. It arrives this Sunday. I have two copies. I might be gifting. Um, <laughs> You know, like... I talk about the shows, and I do talk some shit about the shows. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Um, just wait and let Daddy have some drink here. <laughs> um, we should do all these shows <laughs> in the bag. <laughs> it's the holidays, people. Give me, give me, wait for, wait for the New Year's one. Uh, <laughs> this reminds me of a Christmas horror yeah. story. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, and William Shatner ties in probably to one of the movies that's going to be high on our list of holiday horror movies. I'm just plugging people listening for this one. But when it comes to the shows, let's be real. If you want to be entertained by ghostly activity, Ghost Adventures is right up there because they will make sure you see some ghostly activity. Kim, groan all you want. Mm. However, <laughs> that was a good groan, Kim. <laughs> Thank you. Ghost adventures will deliver the ghostly phenomena. And but if you're you watching TV and you're not a real ghost hunter, like you're not in the field, this is going to be some amazing shit. And I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. 
but a lack of evidence. Evidence. Well, they they do play evidence. It's dubious evidence. Okay. But they do play it. They put that shit on loop three times. We might have to throw an explicit on this one because I'm going to drop some S-bombs and F-bombs and all that stuff coming up here. But... As long as you start it, not me. (laughs) Good point. But let's let's get on. We we have to get on with our guests and stuff. So, Wendy... Let's let's hear about Katie and her books first before we get into our holiday countdown, because I want everyone to hear about this stuff because it is good stuff. Very good. Well, does this sound as bad in the microphone as no. it does in my own ears? Oh, you sound no, really good, good now. Really, good. really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm echoing back in my head. Oh um, no, you're good. You're good. No, I feel like I'm in the bottom great. of the bathroom stall. <laughs> <laughs> Glorio. Um, anyway, tonight we I invited uh, Katie Rose to join us. She is a uh, fantasy horror Vincent Price. <laughs> Did you say Vincent Price? <laughs> Vincent, Vincent, is that you? <laughs> Giggle once for yes and twice for no. <laughs> just wait. No, I, I, I have a shotgun giggle. In a car so. just like mine and people are reporting to me. So, <laughs> but anyway, um, we have Katie Rhodes. She writes the Perry Jean Perry Jean Mays ghost thrillers. Is that right? That that is correct. Okay, and uh, and she also loves horror movies. And I just thought I'm gonna bring my friend on. She can talk about her books, kind of pimp them out, and give her. her I'm all about the pimp. On that's right. We know that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. Uh, so there we go. Uh, come on, Katie. Okay. Um, Hi, Katie. Welcome, Hi, Katie. Welcome Hi. to the show. Thank y'all for having me. I am enjoying so much listening to y'all talk about a real life ghost hunting. I'm, I'm thinking about on my new series having a scene where there are ghost hunters, and now I know some people who I can bother oh, to tell me how to make it look real. For sure. Real, For sure. Just wait. So let, let's just put it, like, if you got Kim, June, and me, like, yes. it's going to be such legit ghost hunting, it's going to be kind of boring. But if you want me to know how, you know, contact me about how to, like, hyperbolize that, we can, you know, for the book. <laughs> Well, are we are we still adding the explicit? Uh, Go right ahead. Well, Go you right know, ahead. yeah, yeah, you could do explicit, but let, let's be real. I mean, let's think about the audience. Well, earlier, earlier, you were saying something about bullshitty. I want you to help me make something look really bullshitty, oh, really oh, scary and good. Oh, that is not a problem. I will have so much back. fun with that. <laughs> But please, yeah. tell, tell us about the books, the stories, okay. yeah. the yeah. themes, the um, adventure, all that good stuff. Okay, well, the Perry Jean Mace books are about this woman who can see ghosts and she hates it. It got mm. her sent to a mental institution as a child. It made her an outcast in school. She was bullied, got in fights every day. And now she's an adult. She's, in a 30, she's a 30-year-old woman. And her cousin gets brutally, brutally killed. (gasps) And the ghost of the cousin comes to Perry Jean and says, I want you to get the person who did this. That sounds good. That is good. And that's what the first book is about. And they, um, as I wrote the books, I realized that 
Perry Jean was really the story. So mm-hmm. it goes through her acceptance of what she is and her discovery of that she is more than she ever thought she was and learning to love who she is. Oh, and the theme is, um, or one of the themes is how life is really gray, that you do what it takes to survive. And sometimes it's not necessarily what somebody in a white hat would do. It's what you do to make it. And the other big theme that I explored is the way that you just make the most out of every minute. And that even though you know that the bad stuff is right around the corner, you learn to make the most out of every minute. And Mm -hmm. there's, um, we have ghosts. We have a lot of witchcraft. Mm -hmm. I like to research witchcraft. And so we have a lot of witchcraft stuff. Mm -hmm. And we have kind of like demons but really what they are is more like gods who used to be worshipped and they have power and you can contact them and get in deep deep trouble with them um there's one book that's about um a actual book that will drive you crazy if you read it and that's far that's that's uh far deep into the series um, are there any questions you have that you would like me to answer? Yeah. So just just for our listeners out there, so with Katie Rhodes, um, you can get her books on Amazon. There's 11 in the series. And the one that really stands out to me is Crossroads, which I'm a huge fan about urban legends that have some truth behind them. So the teaser for that one is some urban legends hold a truth more horrifying than any story. Can you go into about it? Like when you were writing this and coming up with the concepts, how urban legends relate to reality, how they're more fantastical, because I'll say to the crew out there that's listening, like her books have a 4.7 out of five for the entire 11 book series. So this is some legit shit and you should check it out. But I love urban legends. And can you tell me about that research process and and how it came about, how you focused on the urban legend aspect of it and how it applies to reality? And that's Wally, and I'm going to excuse him. He's asking about the uh, urban legends, too. <laughs> okay. Well, on, <clears throat> on Crossroads, it was inspired by an urban legend called the Phantom Coach of East Texas. And the urban legend was that a young couple on their wedding night were taken away by this phantom coach and nobody ever saw them again. I mean, it's a, it goes farther than that. And that was where the idea came from. And, but as I worked on the series, the coach in the series was um, a ghost who had come back for revenge and that's what it turns out to be in the series. But in terms of urban legends and how we assess them in real life, I think that when we talk about stuff like that, with every person who tells it, you get their spin on it. And each person's spin is their fears of what might or might not happen in a situation. And so my fear is definitely someone coming back to me for revenge. 
more than someone taking me away on my wedding night. So that was the story that I told was one about <laughs> revenge. And, wow. and on, I, well, I don't know if it's a revenge thing, but so my favorite book of the series has been Dark Traveler, which is book nine, which deals with a monster that seems to be immune to magic. Can well, she's based on, go ahead. You go ahead. Oh, and no. So I was going to just ask about that. When you're talking about like monsters, a lot of people think about these fantastical creatures and stuff, but that's not always the case. But this this is my favorite of your books, which, well, by the way, you. You, you can get on Amazon for three ninety nine, on Kindle. Download it. Less uh, than a cup of coffee. Exactly. Yeah. From the Starbucks, it's less than a latte, you know, yeah. an eight ounce well, latte. Well money yeah well worth the money so this this is my favorite of your book so i don't know if you want to elaborate it on or what but like like this is this is my jam of the 11 books it's number nine do you want me to tell you where the monster came from yeah yeah why don't you give us the origins it's like i'm always into getting the backstory okay um the the um do you remember the movie Legend yeah. with Tom Cruise? Uh-huh. Do you remember oh, yeah. the, the witch-looking thing in it with the gray skin? Yeah. Uh-huh. I, oh, yeah. I can't remember. That, that's, that's the monster. Oh, wow. Well, okay. That was my prototype. Yeah, yeah. And, and then uh, the stuff that she did was loosely based on the legend of uh, Baba Yaga, which oh, yeah. is... From uh, Slavic lore. Yeah, Slavic lore. I, I didn't do the chicken-legged house. <laughs> because I just I didn't want to get that deep into it. I didn't want to commit to this is exactly Baba Yaga, but the screeching mm -hmm. and the different stuff that she did was based on legends I read about Baba Yaga. Mm -hmm. Well, and so with Baba Yaga though, I mean that goes back throughout history about with kids getting lost in the wood, thinking that they're safe, and you always think an older lady is going to be the you know grandmotherly figure and that's not always the case and baba yaga eats that's kids you know well do you remember the movie the witch from uh, oh, yeah. 2015 so, or 2016 or whatever that one that yeah. was really yeah yeah really that good. was amazing that mm -hmm. and the lady the lady in the woods was not very nice mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> you know? she got the kid and made the flying ointment out of him <laughs> I don't know why we're laughing at that. <laughs> it was gross. Hey, we're not shaming mothers out there or anything. It's just, you know, sometimes kids are brats. <laughs> sometimes? What's the sometimes you're speaking <laughs> Kim works with children. We won't. Yeah, I'm allowed to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else you wanted to know about Dark Traveler? I'll tell you anything that I can think of. Well, so Might we have don't to kind of push me. Yeah, yeah, but I was going like, like, like I said, I'm all into origins and stuff. But we also need people to download the book, read it, come to their own conclusions. Mm -hmm. So if there's anything else you can, because this one is my favorite. Um, and just so you know, out of the 31 reviews on Amazon, all 31 gave it five stars. So, but you saying for well, for the readers the out there, who hate the series have quit by then. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so, 
So with this one, though, it's just... With the series, do they need to read any of the previous books before they get to this one? Let's talk about that one. Because this is this is a really good series. Like I said, 4.7 out of 5 on Amazon. Well worth a read. A wonderful universe that has been created around this one. But let's just talk about if if someone is new to the Perry Jean Mace stories... What is the order they should read it in to make sure that they have the proper background of the universe? And we all know it's going to be wanna, the first one for sure. Yeah, you can. I, I would, if it were me reading them, you could read one through five and then seven through 11. And you could read six last if you wanted to. Six is the prequel and it just goes back to when she's in high school and Mm. gives you a few insights into some of the relationships. But I've had a lot of readers tell me they saved that to last. So Um, you're talking rear view is the one that was saved to last. Okay. Yeah. Some, some, but you don't, you wouldn't have to, if you want to get the full universe and the, her, uh, what would you call it? Her evolution mm-hmm. as a character. You would pretty much have to read them in order. Okay. But I specifically wrote these books where you could pick up any one of them, and it has a story question specific to that book and an answer to that question by the end of the book. Okay. So if one of them looked more interesting, start with that. Okay. Aces. So it's kind of like a choose your own adventure. You can jump in anywhere to take the ride mm-hmm. with with Perry and you might you know and you might like you know start with Dark Traveler and you might would say well who's this guy Wade Hill why is Mm -hmm. she so upset over all this and that might mean you want to go back and read some of the others but the story question can Perry Jean get away from Miss Ugly who is the monster (laughs) of Dark Traveler can she get away from her that's answered at the end of Dark Traveler okay aces and then, just for everyone, um, growing up in the South, how does that color your perception of storytelling? Because I find folks from the South have amazing storytelling abilities. Well, it's everybody, just... everybody here is a hell of a good liar. <laughs> <laughs> yep. My, uh, I come from a family of world champion liars, <laughs> and I would say that I am the probably the least of it. You know, with me, you've probably got the most honest John of them all, well, and I'm a liar. I, I will say though. However, the most <laughs> believable storytellers and urban legend tellers have a really good hook in reality and the truth. So the truth is amazing for sprouting out lies and coloring, you know, the ambiance environment of the initial truth and then ratcheting it up. So And letting the bullshit get deeper and deeper. Yeah. Yeah. But I gotta say though, as long as you sprinkle some truth in there, I, I find so this is the big thing when we talk about fantastical stories. If it's anchored in the truth and Kim, who's a true crime aficionado, Kim Douthit is our true. maven of horror movies who will be joining us in a little bit as we get into our top <laughs> ten horror store our horror holiday movies. Um if you anchor it in the truth, I just find it's so much easier 
to absorb and go into these stories and the world building that happens because you have an anchor you can relate to. You're, I agree 100%. If you can find a place where people can say, yeah, I know what that feels like or I know what that looks like, you can get them to believe just about anything. Mm-hmm. You can get them to believe in a monster that you can't kill <laughs> and he'll never go away. Yeah. And then one last question before we have to move over to our 10 stories is when it comes to, because this is kind of urban fantasy and horror type stuff, um, what other authors in the genre, um, it doesn't have to be even an author, it could be maybe a movie director or something like that. Who are your influences for this that you really learn to build such a crystal clear world around? Um. Charlene Harris oh, really yeah. influenced me. Mm-hmm. Her voice is fantastic. Her. Yeah. Um, Kim Harrison, she wrote a series called The Hollows. It's oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Book. Fantastic uh-huh. series. But my biggest influence, and it's not really urban fantasy because it was written kind of before urban fantasy, is Sunglasses After Dark by Nancy A. Collins. I'm going to have to look this one up. shit in my world. Okay. I love her. And these books are about a character named Sonia Blue. And I think she wrote three of them, maybe four. But the first one is absolutely the best. Okay. And um, it's not quite like, it's not like Charlene Harris is Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say. It's more like horror. Okay. So because... Charlene, for our for our listeners out there, she was the True Blood lady, right? Charlene? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. And, and Midnight Texas. Oh. Yeah. I loved yeah. Midnight Texas. Okay, because Midnight I, Texas I, I was, was big on the True Blood, even before the TV series. I really liked it. Though, you know, being a dude, I'm not all into the romance type thing. I like the action, <laughs> kind of. I'm a Clive Barker, no, Stephen King, you know, Peter Straub, <laughs> cut guy. But uh, I am totally going to get Nancy A. Collins because I I did not know this. (gasps) New Orleans. She's from Arkansas, moved to New Orleans. I'm down. Any Arthur that comes out of New Orleans, I'm totally down with. Anne Rice, I know she's got her detractors (laughs) and stuff like that, but, you know. Another book by Nancy A. that is set in New Orleans is called Tempter. It's not in the Sonya Blue series, but I love that book. It is one of my favorite books ever. Okay, let me drop the link to that one in here and to our chat so our readers can get to it. And then, Katie, just so everyone knows, where'd you grow up? What's your home state? All that stuff, because everyone likes the biographic stuff. I grew up in Lufkin, Texas, which is um, in the Piney Woods region of East Texas. Um, It's about two hours north of Houston. It's about four hours south of Dallas. Okay. It's about five hours from Austin. It is in the middle of nowhere. Okay. And I'm 46, so when I was growing up, there was no internet or anything like that, and it was isolated. And at the time when I thought that that was all the world was, it was pretty depressing because there was nothing here and not many people like me who liked horror and who were creative. And But then when I got out, I realized I could write stuff and I could mm-hmm. make up stories and people believed them. 
yeah. You know, so this is one thing that I, I find really interesting is because in the 80s and probably the early 90s, you had a preponderance of, say, New England writers and the horror stories that were linked. Because, you know, that was older than dirt for the United States. And so, but now it has really changed where Southern horror, it's not, I wouldn't call it Gothic horror because there's a difference between Southern Gothic Uh horror and straight up modern. Um, If you ever want to do a show on, on Southern Gothic, I want to listen to it. I don't want to be on it because I'm not an expert, but I do want to hear what you have to say. That would be fun. Just so you know, none of us are Southern, (laughs) (laughs) but we can be fans. uh. (laughs) But I don't know what you're talking about. Missouri accent. Yeah. <laughs> I well, I mean, there's some. So, I mean, there's Ozarks. Do do you consider the Ozarks the Ozark. part of the South, even if it's north of the Mason Dixon line? Not really. Not really. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll, I'm out here in Washington State, so like, this isn't something we can relate to. Like, we had Kim. We had uh, what was Forks? Forks, Washington was. Um, Twilight. The sparkly Twilight. Vampire. Yeah, that's yeah, what, that's what we got. <laughs> Epic fail. It's not well written. It's actually better it, written than it was acted. Uh, it's, and I mean, it, it, it is what it is, and it brought a lot of joy to a lot of teenage girls and was kind of a gateway to some vampire horror. So I try not to hate on Twilight because it, it served its purpose. Uh, and it, and it's never a bad thing to, to start getting into vampires. It's a good gateway vampire drug. I love it. True, it's though I prefer vampire. werewolves. It's I prefer werewolves. Right. Like werewolves are a big chunk of that. But, um, Katie, thank you very much. I appreciate this greatly. You're very welcome. And uh, like yeah, I said. Thank you for hosting me. I've not, already ordered all your books. Um, yeah. Like I said, <laughs> so, you can tell the quality because it consistently... 4.7 out of 5 stars on Amazon. Let me tell you, Amazon has That's lots of haters thing, out yeah. there. Kindle, yeah. get it, 2.99 to 3.99. Amazing and get series. The audio, audio book too. Yep. If you're like me. <laughs> yep. And I, I dropped a link in the chat to all of your books and your author well, page you. on Amazon. So everyone, they're amazing reads. I already told you my favorites, but go read it. It's amazing story to read. Awesome. And Thank please you. stick around to talk about our horror ho- holiday movies if, if you, you want if those. If you'd like to, yes. Well, I I, uh, I watch some horror movies, uh, Christmas horror movies. If oh. I get to talk about horror movies too, if y'all want me to. Oh yeah, stick around, stick around. Like you we're doing our top ten. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, even though we're counting down ten to one and stuff like that, just interject. If you've seen it, interject. Mm-hmm. Great. Thank you. Okay. And this brings us over to the fabulous amazing horror maven queen of city of geek kim <laughs> dowth it's seattle's so own of city of geek, a native seattleite <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know about the other queens but... <laughs> yeah there's some queens on this broadcast i'm just saying <laughs> that's true <laughs> But Kim, Kim, give us a give yes. us some background. Yes. I know you love the true crime. I know you're one I of the hostesses the with the mostesses of City of Geek. You are a horror movie maven. So let the listeners know a little bit more about you. 
I am a horror movie maven. Uh, I was formerly of the Horror Honeys. Uh, I used to write for their magazine, Belladonna. I was the Supernatural Honey, so I I specialized in the uh, ghostly ones. Mm -hmm. I currently work for City of Geek, which is a a pop culture, and we kind of all lean very horror (laughs) website (laughs) and blog. And I'm one of the co-hosts Ghoulish Tendencies, which is a... It's a podcast that focuses on uh, haunted history and historical history and true crime and all that fun, spooky stuff. Uh, but, I, yeah, I've been watching horror movies since I was probably inappropriate for me to be watching them. <laughs> yeah. Far too early. <laughs> that's perfectly um, fine. We all have you, cable TV. You, exactly. And, you know, uh, that's one thing, too. You know, it's like some people are like... Oh my God! I can't believe you know because I was I remember five, being five years old and yeah, uh, watching you know Hammer horror movies with my dad oh, oh my God, and being really scared. Yeah, it's all the Hammer horror movies and being but being really scared. You know, watching Christopher Lee turn into Dracula, and <clears throat> I remember my dad saying, you know, it's all play acting. You know, it's yeah. all play acting. The, the you know just always remember that and the blood is not real blood. You know, he was like. It's describing everything and actually you know even though I was afraid to get out of my bed a few times because I just felt like claws were going to come out and grab me and pull me under but you know look how well adjusted I turned out today (laughs) so well adjusted so remember just because you're a psychotic fuck doesn't mean you won't be abnormal as an adult exactly We're going to slap, let me slap the E on this one for explicit. (laughs) You have to drop the F bomb more than once or something. No, they're coming. They're coming. A lot of psychotic people, a lot of serial killers did not like horror movies. That's true. Really? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, born in the end. So, getting on the subject of Horror Holiday, so, just, and Kim, interject in here whenever you want, but generally speaking, we all think about Halloween as being the spooky story time of the year, but Christmas has some very, very dark stories around it. Historically, the winter time at Christmas is when you told ghost stories. Um, particularly in Victorian times, telling ghost stories was the thing you did at Christmas. Ooh. Yeah, so they go, well, and if you think about it, it makes sense. I mean, it's the time of the year when it's the darkest outside, and we really do have to gather around the fire. We're we're kept indoors. Uh, We're isolated. The weather and and the cold and the dark, it it isolates you more. It's, It's only natural to see shadows and monsters and things in the dark. I know, yeah. I love it. And the other thing, because it's the end of the year, mm-hmm. you know, this is the time to do to repent. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Is it? Really? <laughs> do we really have to? <laughs> no, I don't. But <laughs> Thank you, Wendy. Thank you, Wendy. <laughs> Just checking. Yeah. <laughs> so with that said, since we're at... The holiday horror season. Let's be real. So for our countdown, 
And it doesn't have to be a count. I, I did a 10 through 1 with one honorable mention. Yeah, I have a few honorable mentions on top of my Yeah, 10. so I've got, you know, because there's, <laughs> yeah, there, you know, there's a lot. Uh, I, I And I will say as time has gone by, Holiday Horror has really kicked up. Like the period of 2010 to like last, like this is the last golden decade. age of Holiday Horror movies. I would say. Although we had the 80s went through a whole stretch of yeah, that's true. slasher style. Yeah, yeah, yeah slasher style, style, slasher style. Yeah. But I, I would say the... Damn, then that wasn't a great time for it. Yeah. So I, I would say if we look at the period, like the 70s, for sure the 80s. 80s was the glory age of the slasher film. Yeah. And then from about 2010 on, what do we call the 20 teens? Do we go with 20 teens for that? <laughs> we'll go with that we'll go with that the 20 i find the 20 teens to be more of a golden age for a holiday horror like a golden age for sure um but, in fact, the ones on my list are, are from the last 10 years yeah i've i've got if i look at my the bulk of my list yes it's from 2010 on but i i do have some some uh ooh, look at that glorious red wine that Kim is chugging. We're, for the people that are listening, we're doing a video that will go up on YouTube and stuff like that. But, oh dear. but let's kick off with our honorable mentions. And just so you know, some of the movies on my list, at least my list, I've got two. I would, well, maybe three. I wouldn't call them traditional Christmas horror or holiday horror. And holiday is what I'm defining as like Thanksgiving through New Year's. Some of yeah. the like the honorable mentions and stuff that I have. Actually, now that I think about it, I got two honorable mentions. Um, they're just winter horror movies. Yeah. yeah okay. That's good. Yeah. Have, so, so let's kick this off with our honorable mentions if we have any. Like I said, I got two. Mm-hmm. Um, let's kick off with our horror maven, Kim. <laughs> let's talk about I, your your um, honorable mentions before we get into our like countdown type event. So I, I have three honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is a movie I just watched actually for 100 Days of Horror this year. The 100 horror films I've never seen in the 100 days leading up to Halloween. And it was a movie from 2018 called Await Further Instructions. Oh, I don't know this uh, one. I don't think I know I this either. either. Oh, my it's, gosh. It's, it's really interesting. And, and ultimately, I, I found the ending personally a little disappointing. Um, but the concept is really cool. And it has some really awesome moments in it. It's not perfect, but it is... If you're, especially if you're a horror or a sci-fi fan, it is very much worth a watch. And it's streaming. I, I'm pretty sure I watched on like Netflix. Um, now my one of my other honorable mentions is a little bit of a weird pick, but it is actually it takes place during the holidays, and 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 the director himself said he considers it a Christmas movie, and that is The Conjuring Two. What? <laughs> oh, well, I, oh, I yeah. I get it the time yeah. of the year. I get it. The time I get it. Either. Yeah. And, and James Wan said he considers the Christmas film, and so I have to throw it out there because I do think it is again, it is worth a watch. Uh, and then the other one is one again. It, it's the full thing is not Christmas, but part of the anthology is, and that's the movie Dead of Night from 1945. Oh, 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That has a a section that's Christmas. Yeah, and I I totally understand that, and I do love my classic horror, and this would totally qualify as classic horror. It's just, that's like my grandparents' movie, so I don't really relate to it so much. (laughs) I love the movie as a whole, Yeah, uh, and the Christmas section I, I very much enjoy, but it's not a full Christmas movie, so I had a hard time kind of justifying it as a part of my top 10 but yeah. I, I do want to throw it out there for people who may not be familiar with it it it's worth a watch yeah and so on that regard with my honorable mentions before we get into it there there's a there's a couple that I was kind of close on so the first one of those which um well I'll just throw them out there I've got like two tied for position 13 and that would be P2 and ATM. Oh, I fucking That's hate true. ATM. Oh, you hate my, ATM? My dis- oh, I, I, I remember because I had to write a review of it, and my review was, this is two hours of my life I'll never get back, and I resent it so badly. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, at the end of, the reason why they're together is they're kind of the same movie. They're basically the same movie, although yeah. I liked P2 a little more than I liked Yeah, ATM. I, I would say from a tension aspect yeah. of it. So P2 it deals with holiday part, corporate holiday party. She gets trapped in the parking thing with the psycho. In the case of ATM, people go to an ATM, get locked in and tortured, blah, 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 blah. Um, they're dumb and they're unlikable. You hate all of them. <laughs> I wanted all of them to die. That is true. It's like, I have you died yet? Please get on with it. I would say that's more the ATM than yeah, the P2. Because a- to ATM, me, I, I really so, so with P2, I would say that one was like Red Eye in a parking garage instead of on a plane. Mm. Yeah, and I like Red Eye. Yeah. I did like Red I'll Eye. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, but my other ones, uh, and this one is not explicitly called. So let's just talk about winter horror real quick because there's a couple of movies I would throw in here. Like, I didn't put The Thing on my list because it takes place in Antarctica and it's always cold and wintry there. So it's real specific on time of year. Yeah, yeah. If you were specific on time of year, if you're doing winter because it's Antarctica, which is winter nine months out of the year, right? Let's be honest, right? Like, no shit gets better than The Thing. Let's be real. Like, if we were just going to go with a winter background, the thing is going to win hands down every single time. Okay. But the other one is one you don't always hear about, and it's Ghost Story from 1981. It's a Peter Straub book. Yeah. Yeah. And so what it is, is it takes place in New England. It's like 30-some years. Anyway, you get like five old guys, and what they did is they were having relations with this one young lady back in the day and they think she's dead so they push the car into the lake she wakes up of course there's vengeance and the ghost starts taking out not only the old dudes but their oldest male children so Mm. i like so it's kind of like if you remember from the 90s with michelle pfeiffer and harrison ford what lurks beneath yes this this is like a good 10, 15 years before that. And so I really like Ghost Story. If you can see it, it is a classic haunting story. It takes place in the winter. It's not specific to Christmas. Right. And my well, you other... know, that, that's like... Oh, go ahead. So go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I was getting no. to my last honorable mention, but go ahead, June. No, no, you go ahead. Okay. Please. And so my <laughs> last one, and it's not really a horror movie, though. It's Tim Burton. It's A Nightmare Before Christmas. And it's not really that's like, if we're going to do holiday... 
it's yeah you're it's right family it's, kind of, horror. it's it's family, family horror, horror. It's family. Yeah. yeah and that's so horror yeah and so before we get into the top 10 because you're gonna see a lot on my list i i'm just gonna say when it comes there's a difference between halloween horror and we'll take halloween horror as being about labor day through actual halloween where it is deathly serious horror this is i want to scare you there's going to be gore. And then you have holiday horror, which is brighter and lighter and more fun in a bloody way. Home Alone. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that one. That one's the, the Kim probably knows what I'm talking about. That one's on my the Home Alone. Home Alone one is in my top five. <laughs> is it in my top five? Just wait. No, it's just outside my top five. It's at number six. But we'll get into that one. And now I will now yield to everyone else as I flap my gun so much with Katie and with Kim and my honorable <laughs> mentions. But let's, I'm ready for my top 10. Let's just, uh, June, Wendy. Yeah. What do you have for an intro into our horror list? Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm letting you. You all have it because horror isn't actually my genre to watch. Okay, and Katie, interject. And when we get into this, interject if if you've seen them. And I stuff. sure will. Mm-hmm. Well, why don't we um, why don't we have Kim go, kind of go through her list, and mm-hmm. I can throw in, and Jacob and I can both kind of throw in um, ones that aren't on her list because I think uh, probably a lot of mine are probably going to be on Kim's too because we have a lot of the same tastes I have, we do. I have seen I have seen but uh, well you know if we're going to throw in a little winter the snowy that's not really Christmas but winter cold movies um, one of my favorite which I think happens in Norway is it? Or are you talking Norway? cold prey? Yes. Let's let the right one no, I was talking about. Well, let the right one in is one of my. Oh favorites. yeah, from Sweden. That's a vampire cold. flick. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's one of my favorites because mm-hmm. it's one of those subtle horror movies uh-huh. that I yeah, love sure. so much. Yeah. You really don't think it's scary, but then it's like these little touches here and there. It's like, uh-huh. woohoo! Oh, wait, well, but, it's um, beautifully shot. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, and, it's really good. and the other thing that I will say is because the Americans copied it because we had the let let the right oh, one yeah, in, had, and then we had like what the U.S. was let me in or something let like that. Me in. Yeah, but they let were me in. both really good i mean the nod goes to the yeah, swedish yeah. film but they were both really good i thought the original got the kind of the isolation mm-hmm. a lot better yeah, yeah. but and but let me in was solid oscar. yeah yeah little oscar was you know, mm-hmm. the, creepy, the creepy poor little creepy kid but uh, it, it, sorry guys so I, if I threw that in there i it, did have one. Oh, <laughs> yes you did go 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 <laughs> no she was talking about let the right one in oh yeah so my so let's <laughs> well, if we're gonna go is dead snow Oh, oh, zombie, Nazi zombies in Utenheim. Oh, for sure. I love it because it's got humor in there. It's got a little, you know, it's got a little scariness. Oh, you like, know, and I love the beginning scene with the with the music and going. She's being chased through the forest at night. The yes, snow, I love that scene. Oh my god! So I guess as we get into this, we have to t- pull out our favorite kills. But the thing is, when you start talking about <laughs> zombie movies, like every. Everything's going to be shoot them up. Pew, 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 pew. You know, it's like action. Like uh-huh. holiday oh, zombie God. movies are going to be action-based. But I freaking oh, yeah. love yeah. Dead Snow. Yes, me 
going to. <laughs> so with that, though, little winter movies, well, let's let Kim start, and yeah. then maybe we can kind of interject things. And when she's done, Jacob, maybe we, you and I, you know, can both and and you know, maybe talk about ones that aren't in there. But yeah, I yeah. have a feeling everything's probably going to be in there that I like. <laughs> well, I and I to be fair, I tried to throw in because when it comes to ranking movies like this, a lot of it depends on my mood. Mm. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> because I, I left off a number of slashers I very much enjoy because I, I wanted to get a couple in that people maybe hadn't heard of as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my number 10 is a movie called Dead End. Oh, oh for sure. So oh, 2003 Dead End. Yeah. yeah, and it's got the lady from, <laughs> um, was it Insidious in it? Yes. Yeah. and Ray Weiss mm-hmm. are, are both in that. They are and awesome. It's it's just a it's a it's it's fun and it's funny and you've got some great actors in it and uh, just to, again a a really enjoyable little film and something a little different again I I there's so many 80s slashers from this time that I love but this is a kind of nice way to mix it up yeah. Totally agree. Yeah, so They're for going gonna, to, uh, yeah, I gotta br- I gotta bring up my list of slash because dinner. yeah, if we do Christmas slashers because at the end of the day, if we're talking about a Santa slasher, we're gonna have oh, a yeah. lot of carbon copy yeah. movies. And it, it's part of what I was trying very hard to kind of. Uh, I mean, you could do six just on the Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> yeah, and they had five movies. So yeah. I, I don't count the 2012. I don't count 2012 as part of it because it's just loosely based. But it's a reboot. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, my number nine is a movie called The Children. Yes, oh, I love that yeah. Too, that was a good so one. If, yes. <laughs> anytime you're dealing with uh, children, it's automatically <laughs> creepier. <laughs> it's but really it's, it's a really unique take, I think, on also on the kind of zombie mm-hmm. film uh, a different kind of zombie kind of uh, yeah. and it is a yeah yeah and and only people under a certain age yeah which right. is a really interesting idea and it, it's one though I'd say if you're somebody who struggles at all with watching violent things happen to children <laughs> might not want to watch it yeah not <laughs> yeah so guys and I- I, I gotta run away. Talk amongst yourselves. Daddy's gotta refill, and Daddy has some chores to do. So I'm gonna put this on you. You keep talking, but I'll be back for the children because that was that just missed my list. Okay, just one second. It's something that may not be on everyone's radar. So if it's not, it is very much yeah. worth watch. It's very uh, creepy. Very good. My number eight is a classic: Silent Deadly Night. Oh yes, yes. Uh, Couldn't have a Christmas without that one. No way. <laughs> again it's, it's such a quintessential slasher but it's it's fun uh i also love that it pissed people off when it first came out that there was controversy about it and people were like actively boycotting the movie which um, gave it which gave it even more publicity to people that had to watch it it's like what's the big deal let me watch it and then i mean that's the best thing i think for a lot of horror movies when people come out and boycott it like the million moms come out you know million christian moms come out and boycott a movie everybody's going to flock to it to say what what you know what makes this so horrible let me watch it and it's like ah what better way to get 
making it. Well, and it, it's funny. There's a there's a really great documentary called um, "Going to Pieces: The Rise and Fall of the Slasher Film," and it it kind of traces the slashers from its early roots through the the 80s and into the 90s. And they talk specifically about um, a couple of these films actually that we're going to be talking about and the big objection parents had to. You can't show Santa Claus in this way because yeah. it's going to confuse the children. <laughs> And I'm like, <sighs> I mean, if if you have a problem with something like the, the, don't let your kid watch it. Then, like, don't take your child to this movie. Like, it, there's a very simple solution. That. Uh, <laughs> You've gone from red to white. <laughs> okay, so I'm back. What I miss? Uh, you missed Silent Deadly Night. Wait, one, two. One. Two was later. Oh, oh yeah. Two was first. Yeah. yeah. So it's on my list. Uh, my number seven is a movie called Sleigh Bells. Oh, oh yeah, 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 for sure. That's, t- I yeah. I Sleigh Bells. <laughs> I got to review an early copy of it last year. And... You know, you know, a lot of a lot of people don't count a lot of um, a lot of movies that are more like I always call them college made or just I, I, what, what are they <laughs> student called? film. I mean, just, just, yeah, just film, <laughs> you know, kind of type. It's very easy. It's low budget and it's very yeah. easy. But I mean, it's yeah. got freaking Boswick in it. Like, yeah, it's I fun. mean, it's it, so it, fun. if we step back to like the children, because I had to step out, of course, because Daddy had to pee and get more wine. Um, <laughs> With with the Thank children, I, I, I appreciated the children concept, and I would say don't confuse it with Village of the Damned, because a lot Definitely of people not. will make that comparison because there's an event, children go killer, blah, 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 blah. Very different type of child killer, though. Correct. Very true. But in, in the case, which I found with the children, which was one of those, you know, it's that one weekend a year where they play all the independent horror movies. It was one of those movies. I forgot the the name mm. of the, the total it event. It runs on IFC a lot this time of year. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But yeah. there's an independent film festival that is in major cities across the country. And it's like one weekend a year that they do it. And I can't remember the name of it. But that was one of the movies. And so with the children, I appreciate the concept. But because of the budget... Parts of it were pretty laughable, I thought. Yeah, but I, I think, and I think part of it is that I, I was raised on eighty slashers, and oh, I have such sure. a deep affection for them. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Low budget stuff. There's a lot I'm willing to overlook if there's heart in a movie. Yeah, I mean, like, let's look at Slumber Party Massacre and Sleepaway oh, Camp. Oh my god, I love that movie. Yeah. It's so much fun. And that is as cheap as it comes. Oh yeah. I'm, it was a freaking amazing. Even though we're no, we know that like the blood was temper paint. Oh water yeah. Water. Yeah. But anyway, let's let's you know, sleigh bells I, I for sure. Part of my love of sleigh bells is that it. It knows exactly what it is. Correct. It's not trying to be anything high budget. It's not trying to be highbrow. It's it's a good time. It's hmm? silly. It has like a you know drunken slovenly Santa and yep. it's Barry Boswick and it's it's not it's not a great movie, but it's a fun movie. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's eighty minutes of your life too. Yeah. yeah, it's a good movie to have on when you're having people over for something just like ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, again, it's, it's something that might not be on everybody's radar. Um, that is true. 
sleigh bells. Are you going to bring, do you have elves on your list? I, 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 I struggled with, I mean, there's so it, many movies. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. There's so many movies. I have that, that on. Ten, when you said 10, I was like, oh. <laughs> well, so I would say I didn't have a problem coming up with a top eight. But like nine through 20, I'm like, these are all pretty interchangeable. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and that's why I say to you, a lot of this depends on my mood because sometimes I just want like something really ridiculous, and sometimes mm-hmm. I want something really pretty yeah. or really lovely shot or smart mm-hmm. or dialogue or good acting. Mm-hmm. Um, my number six is a movie called uh, Scent. Oh, I freaking and love Scent. <laughs> freaking <laughs> love it. Saint uh, is yeah, sometimes what's called. Here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dutch movie. It's a dark it's comedy. Really, mm-hmm. really delightful. It's yeah. a horror comedy. It's a lot of fun, um, and it's it's kind of one I'm surprised doesn't get talked about. Well, because it's Dutch. Because it's that, but I mean, Rare Exports is one that everybody talks about. In fact, I deliberately didn't talk about it because I knew it was going to be on somebody else's list. Yeah, it's on my list. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know how much you like it, so I was like, I'm going to save that I, for June. I, I didn't. When I found out we're, you know, we're going to go through the list, I deliberately did not list my movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Scent is freaking amazing. It yeah, is free. Even good, though you got to read it, it's amazing. Trivia, trivia. <laughs> it was the number one movie in Denmark for the year it came out in 2011. Oh, wow. And really remember, bad. Dutch and Danish are not uh, intelligible languages. <laughs> uh, my number five is one that, that was already Jake's on the will mention, which is Nightmare Before Christmas, which I absolutely okay. consider horror. Uh, the same way I consider Hocus Pocus horror. Yeah. You know, um, I, I do have to interject about Nightmare Before Christmas. When it first came out, um, I, when I was married at the time, <gasps> my, my husband and I went to go see it with this extremely Christian couple, and it was my choice to pick the movie. And I said, well, let's pick something fun and animated, you know, kind of. Let's do Nightmare Before Christmas because this looks really cute. <laughs> And, um, you know, it's like that's kind of when I really, really found out that I was not like a lot of other people. (laughs) A lot uh, like other Christians. Yes, yes, exactly. And so bring these people, you know, this couple who are holier than thou, and I'm saying that with quotes. (laughs) And, you know, it was just like them sitting next to us in the theater. We're watching this. And, you know, I think there was one part, uh, I think that, that that was the part where the little kid pulls out the shrunk, you know, the head. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the shrunken head, yeah. You know, shows it to the parents or something like this. And they both looked at me like I was Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and you're not doing, I'm not, I'm not. Oh, you know, I, sometimes I try, but... Um, but they, they, they get every little scene. I'll never forget that. It's like, ah, but they didn't leave, which is really funny. But they kept looking at me like I was the one that was corrupt. And then well, of course they didn't was, leave. Oh. They stayed so they could tell you all about it later. Yes. They wanted to I judge. Yes. What a horrible I was after, you know, you know why did you? Pick that movie. That was disgusting and so sad. Yeah, I just want to go watch Human Centipede with these people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just had to throw that in there. I've never seen it watching it, and I felt so bad. But I thought, well, I'm so 
so wrong with this movie? It was hilarious. I oh. loved it. It's like, again, it's it's a really great way. It, not just it can be gateway horror, but it it's completely mainstream. Yeah, um, it is. And and let me tell you, I, like I grew up as Anglican as all get out. So. In the States, they don't really talk about Anglican. It's more of a Canadian-British thing and stuff. So this would be like Episcopalian or something like this. Yeah. Like, like we have no problems with A Nightmare Before Christmas. None yeah. whatsoever. It's like, this is just a fun Oogie movie. Boogie, man. Dealing Oogie with, like, dead man. things and yeah. entities. Which usually, if you're Anglican, you just reject all that stuff. Blah, blah, blah. But, like, <laughs> anyway... Katie, you were talking. I mean, you got anything more? Katie, you got anything more to chime in about that? Um, Well, I can tell you in the South, you know, you have a lot of different types of Protestantism. And I can see exactly what June was talking about, about the type of person who would sit and watch The Nightmare Before Christmas with you so that they could have plenty of ammunition <laughs> to tell you how you're going yeah. to hell and <laughs> crawl out from under your bed and, and how he's going to come out of your closet, you know, and, and slash you to death or whatever. <laughs> I, I can just hear it. I just, I just, I'm, my mind is boggled. The, the hypocrisy behind, you know, this is so awful. How could anyone watch this? I have to watch the whole thing so I can talk about how awful it is. Because it's like, is that how you can justify watching it? Because you actually want to watch it. You want to watch it. Just admit it. I mean, it's a really good movie. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It's a child's movie. It's, it's what is rated. PG. PG. It was actually yeah. ra- it was pra- I I just looked up. It was rated PG. Yeah, it's it's well it's it's one of those movies that I'll show to my my younger relatives and and kids I'm babysitting of of a certain age and man like I have this little 6-year-old girl who I I watch sometimes and she just loves it. She loves she loves the the little trio mm-hmm. and she loves Oogie Boogie and the bugs yeah. and and the I, I, I have a feeling that little six year old girl is going to grow up to be um, a lot like Kim. Oh, she's, <laughs> she's in she's been in a couple of my classes before. <laughs> I was going to say though, how can you not like Oogie Boogie? <laughs> I know the Oogie Boogie man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and kind of leading into that, my number four is one that. I, I didn't want to even put it number four because I, I love this movie, but we're getting into my top ones that I kind of – I love them all sort of equally, again, depending on my mood. My number four is Krampus. Yes, okay. I, yep. I love Krampus. Oh, I <laughs> absolutely. And people have to make sure that they get the right Krampus. That's there true. There are a couple of really bad Krampus movies. Yeah. There's, if, it, if Adam's in it, you're doing good. Yeah. There, there's like 80 versions of Krampus out there. There's a, there's a lot of Krampus, yeah. And really low budget. You're talking about the big budget, like Universal or something like that version. The same yeah. director as uh, Trick or Treat, which is <gasps> yes. Halloween. one of my favorites. Oh. Absolutely love trick or treat. I'm sorry, Jason of Crypticon. Jason hates. hates How? uh, Just wait. How? Yeah. How do you hate trick or treat? I didn't even hate. 
trick-or-treat tends to... I get it. Like, I know a lot of people, especially horror fans, who are not fans of trick-or-treat, and that's fine. I'm, Why? I... I... I <laughs> I appreciate not every movie is everyone's cup of tea because there are certain movies that I'm not a big fan of that other people are. And to me, as long as there there is a way to not enjoy a movie and there's a way to be a dick about it. And it's okay to say that's not my cup of tea. That's not a movie I like. Or even I really don't like. I mean, ATM, I really don't like that movie. But I'm, I'm not going to, like, say that you're wrong for liking it. Oh, you can like, totally oh, shit on my parade on that one. It's fine. <laughs> But taste is subjective, so you know. As long as as long as nobody's being an asshole about it, but no, I, I think Krampus for me, and it it's because I, I like Gremlins, but I don't love Gremlins the way a lot of people love Gremlins. I think I do love Gremlins. I can I I like it, but it was never something I connected to as much. Krampus for me is the like. If I, you know, it's something I'll show my nephew when he gets just a little bit older. It's something that you can watch with kids knowing it's going to be a little scary, but it, and it's dark, but an, an accessible dark. It's a, it's I not a dark, that. it's too dark. Uh, and the act, I mean, my God, the cast, you, it, you, yeah. Gremlins yeah. is a, a, a meticulously crafted film. Um, but I, yeah, uh, Krampus is is for me is one I I went and saw it a couple times in theaters and I brought my mom to see it. It was just a, a blast. Yeah. Uh, my number three. Is Which probably... way on Krampus? Oh, sorry. The, the one commentary is you will either love or absolutely hate the twist ending oh that's true you will either love it or you will hate it there is no in between on that and we'll get into it 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 made my list it made my list and so when it comes around to me i'll I'll go into it it's it's one of those endings where you go oh yeah so let's let's (laughs) let's let's let it lie till we get to it if you're a fan of this work you have to see it coming yeah Mm-hmm. You have a dark streak, and you know. Anyway. Yeah. So usually, so I, the direction that's gonna go in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I would say the when I put my list together, I put it like general public, kind of thing, and they're not going to be aware of directors and their portfolio right. and stuff like that. So that's how I went through mine. It's just like. Like, if That's I nice. were going to do a Wan list of movies, I think it was a James Wan list yes. of movies, like, I would have my fanboy list, and I would then have a separate general people That's fair. List. Well, I mean, it's the same thing again. This list, for me, is a little bit of some of my favorites, but also some that I think people may not be as familiar with that I yeah, think yeah. they should check. Yeah, yeah, and I, I will say you are going hard on the not familiar with. I, I, I pride myself on sometimes throwing some things out there that because it's it's, they're they're the classics are the classics and yeah. and there's stuff that I know you guys are going to cover too. So I was like, uh, they're going to cover this. I can talk about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, and I my, appreciate that. And because because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the stuff that Kim is bringing up, listeners out there, you should check it out. It's all really good shit. 
it's prob- yeah. it's not always shit you would think of. Yeah, I agree. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cheers, uh, girl. Oh, I'm going to have to refill this. <laughs> if you need to run away, because, I mean, we got June next, we got Wendy, and then I'll I'll do my list. I may run. Yeah, I may run out when I finish through my list. Um, okay. My number three is probably my all-time top bad movie. Um, it's the movie that's so bad it circles back around, and I think it's brilliant. And that is Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. <laughs> or as I like to say, Garfield's <laughs> Oh, yeah. Cheers! <laughs> this movie. Talk about shitstorm. <laughs> it's, it's almost the trolls too. <laughs> I, think, I actually think it's brilliant because it's so bad. Oh yes. That my mainstream friends, friends of mine who are not horror fans, but who appreciate a good bad movie, I've gotten them to watch it and love it. <laughs> That's uh, more fun, though. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's so rid- And, I mean, like, two-thirds of it is Silent Night, Deadly Night. It's practically a clip show episode of Silent yeah, Night, Deadly Night. It's the greatest hits from the first movie. <laughs> but it's so ridiculous and so silly more so than than any I mean again there was a lot of sequels and I watched them all I wrote an article I watched all six of those movies and then wrote reviews wow. of each one I will say I've only, out of I've only made it to two. Oh yeah so I, yeah yeah so it's since we're on the subject of Silent Night Deadly Night yeah most people don't realize because you've you've got the video on demand or you know, you got, they didn't have theatrical releases. But Initiation and Toymaker did yeah. not suck whatsoever. It's just no one saw them. But saw I was them. a big fan of Initiation. Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, the, the thing is, is that none of them are, none of the Silent Night, Deadly Night movies are really bad. Um, there's, some of them are kind of, they're not particularly memorable like part no. three for me yeah. i always have to remind myself yeah, no three it's just kind of like prom night two with betty Lou's or whatever it, it's one that for me part three was was very forgettable mm-hmm. but part four and five are solid and 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 completely unrelated really yeah yeah they got nothing to do with the other ones yeah watch those i i just kind of brushed them off because i thought it's going to be more of the same oh um, you know the same thing so So, maybe i'll have to watch them anyway go kim go kim it's worth watching part three just for bill (laughs) mosley true but so how i view the silent night deadlight night movies is because i was a huge fan of the puppet master movies and you know as you go on they're all you know pretty good they're not they're kind of casually related but yeah well i mean i think kind of how they intended halloween to be initially before they part didn't do great and they went back to my Back. Well, that's because Season of the Witch was a shit show that we should just forget about. However, I love that it really song with the masks. If, if, you if, don't... if it was a standalone movie, I, Correct. I think that people yes. would have liked it better. Yeah, if they just I called agree. it Season of Witch, Season of the Witch, yeah. and they didn't Season do anything Halloween. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, the same way I kind of feel like if 
And this might be sacrilege. Let's if go for remake, it. We're all about heresy. Remake, well, if the remake of Black Christmas was called literally anything else and wasn't billed as a remake of Black Christmas, it's, it's you know, again, it's pretty run-of-the-mill, but it's entertaining. You, are you talking the 2006? That is, that is I, you know, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the remake. I did not think that I really needed the backstory so much on Billy. You know, I really did not think I no. needed that backstory. And especially some of the backstory I really didn't really want to see. Who oh. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't love say. a black cookie? Well, yeah, uh, the incest thing is just like, oh. Yeah, well, so let's just, let's, because we're on the subject, because we do have right. a new Black Christmas coming out in 2019, which is a reimagining. It really has nothing to do with the other two movies. I'm excited about it. I am. This is... I didn't even see that. Oh, yeah, it is Frat Boy. Yeah, it's Frat Boy Warlocks versus Sorority Hunters is really... The new Black Christmas. You watch the trailer because the trailer basically gives away the trailer. Yeah. I hate that when trailers do that. Let's not even get started on trailers sometimes. It's but like, oh, I am looking enough. forward to Black Christmas 2019, December 20, okay. which is Friday, December the 13th. Yeah, I'm um, totally down for that. Kim, are we going to go? What are we going to do? Are we going to do this June? Are we going to do this? Because we're all Puget Sounders. Kim has not finished yet. What's that? I, have two more. I said Kim has not finished yet. <laughs> I know. But are we gonna go see Black Christmas? Black Christmas? Oh, now? I thought you meant. I thought you meant like just next on their list. No, like, no, 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 no. I'm talking Wait. about us and Puget Sound going to this movie. Okay. Remember, you can shut you. down Daddy whenever you want because Daddy's lit. <laughs> I'm totally not gonna take it personally. You can shut me down. It's fine, girls. No. It's fine. Love, it's fine. You shut me down. Don't Katie, don't Katie. Don't want to shut Daddy down. I'm listening. Yeah. Uh, so, Katie, on your side, let's just talk about, because you got a lot of folks here from the Midwest and the Pacific Northwest. So, representing the South, do you think, when it comes to horror, do people prefer a good slasher story? Or is it really a ghost story that resonates with people? For me, it is always something supernatural, like a ghost me story. Me too. I mm -hmm. love that. But, I, I, you know, my favorite horror movie of all time is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, <laughs> talk about the slasher. <laughs> the hair on the back of my neck always stands up when he runs out of that house and grabs that girl and drags oh, her back yeah. in. That is oh, so and throws funny. her on the hook while he's yes. cutting up her boyfriend? Oh my goodness! And you're kicking your feet and stepping, going, "Get it away from me! Get it away from yes. me!" But you can't quit watching. Yes, that's true. That's true. You want to bet? <laughs> <laughs> I I made a bunch of my friends at a slumber party when I was like 13. Watch the Texas State. <laughs> <laughs> The one comment that happened when the girl gets hung on the meat hook is there's like dead silence, and then one of my girlfriends just goes, "My dad used to date her." The girl. My my number two. And it was actually in my top 10 
movies last year. It made my top ten list last year, and it's a movie called Anna and the Apocalypse. Apocalypse. I love that. I saw the trailer. It looked really oh. fun. <laughs> it's like you've got all the Kim Love. You've got her. You've got Christmas. You've got musical because it is a horror Christmas zombie musical. <laughs> It's a horror Christmas zombie musical, people. It is fabulous. And it yeah. sounds that way. So much fun. It is, it is so much fun. Delightful. And, and I got to I see think... it last year in theaters, and it it's now it's streaming in a couple different places now. I, I had to buy it, yes. Oh, I <laughs> my Christmas list. I, I utterly adored this movie. It was It's just... It's so cute, and it's, and it's full of heart, too. It really is just full of heart. Uh... And so if, if you're somebody who likes, and I, I'm, I'm a sucker for a good teen movie too. It's, it's just, there's so many things. And the music's fun. The music's catchy. The performances are great. Uh, yeah, it's just a good time. And it's, it's quickly made its way into my must watch this holiday season. I totally um, agree. Yeah. Do you still got wine girl? I gotta go refill, but I got one more movie left, so okay. I'm gonna do that. Okay. My, my number, which I imagine my number one movie is probably on your all's lists. Uh, my number one movie is is the ultimate in Christmas horror, uh, and that is Black Christmas. Oh yeah. All right. The 1974 version. 1974. Of course. Of course. Live tweet of it every year on Christmas Eve. Uh, it's you, you just can't come and it's also I mean it's an early slasher film you're looking at yeah. the foundation of the slasher genre being created yeah. before you so um, this this is pre-Halloween people Halloween was 1978 pre- this is 1974 yeah. Four, yeah. and, and I mean what, and when when you watch I, it the reason a lot of the stuff feels done is because this was the template yeah. that became this is, the rest of it's but but part of what I love about it, and beyond the fact that again you have an absolutely fantastic top notch cast, mm-hmm. you yeah. have yeah. Olivia, Olivia Hussey. Hussey. Yeah, I yeah. love her. Romeo and Juliet. Uh, <laughs> and Julia Martin. My God, like you have just these these absolutely fantastic actors, and you have some. Like they tackle abortion in it, uh-huh. they do, and it's it's fascinating to me that they're willing in the 1970s to do something that you don't see most movies today going into. Uh, it's it's just it it was very shocking at the time, and again there was boycotts about it because it was a Christmas horror film, uh-huh. but it's it's real and it's it's genuinely creepy and off putting. Uh, yeah. And one of the things too about it, I think, it is. is is so um, really good about it is they don't give a motive for the killing or the yeah. killer. I mean, you That's have true. absolutely no idea why Billy, this guy Billy, is coming back to uh, <laughs> you know to do all this. What was his reason? There's yeah. no reason. He's just well, like and he's he's very human too. Mm-hmm. He is not a superhuman slasher villain. He is a very human. Hey villain and it's it's terrifying yeah. and i mean again olivia hussey is part like she just elevates it 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and the phone, the phone calls that they get oh, yeah. always give me goosebumps because so, they're so chilling. Yeah, well, so guys, two of stranger calls. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I was gonna yeah, get to because the stranger, what totally a, use the idea. Yeah, a stranger. Uh-huh. Oh, when a stranger yeah, calls with Carol Kane. Yeah, was yeah, that nineteen seventy eight? Seventy nine, I think. Seventy nine. Yeah, it was later. Yeah. About the time I was babysitting a lot. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> let's let's put yeah. perspective on that with the the anonymous caller, the creepy caller, because you had Scream in 1996, which was all about the caller. Though it throws right. back to uh, a stranger when a stranger calls versus, right. yeah. So but like, also, I mean, with with Scream Two, you have really the push of the meta horror film happening. Yeah, that's true. The self-aware horror film that, yeah. that's taking all the tropes and then turning them back around to become uh, self-aware and to to play off of the fact that we all know these horror tropes, uh, which is where again what, what I think June had said like, or Wendy maybe you said this about um, the original Black Christmas was was you were watching these tropes being formed. This was the birth of them, June. Yeah. yeah. And, and when a stranger calls in '79, uh, they took a lot of what I think you see in Black Christmas, and they they use it to their own devices, and they use it in a very different way that I think is extremely effective, at least in the first 20 minutes of the film. Yeah. Um, but it's playing off of those same ideas, and also this idea of of a killer that is very close by and a killer that is almost inevitable, like that's in your house that. Mm-hmm. There's no rhyme or reason for it, but it's somebody is invading your home, and that's yeah. terrifying. So to yeah. me, in in that regard, with Black Christmas, there was a movie, I think in the early 60s, it was a black and white. If you remember the lady who was handicapped and trapped in her elevator in her house, oh, yes. it seems yes. like it's even Black Christmas is a throwback to that movie because i love home invasion movies simply mm-hmm. because you think you're safe and you're not so like even panic room which is more recent and stuff like that strangers is one yeah oh if we were just doing straight up like i think the strangers is classic horror that like goes throughout time for me home invasion really is the only I'd say subgenre of horror that really ever scares me because every other horror film, I'm a, you know, again, I'm a theater kid and I love. You don't think horror. it, you don't think it'll really happen to you. No. Yeah. I want to dissect how they did something, but I know it's not real. But Home Invasion, that yeah. could happen. It's yeah. Terrifying. I mean, if you've ever had somebody walk into your house, which I I lived in a declining neighborhood at one point, and in two different occasions, people walked into my house, and they they meant no harm. They were just people who didn't know any better for one reason or another. But what I realized from it was that it doesn't matter what you have in your house, what kind of weapons. It doesn't matter because they will be on you yeah. before you understand what is uh, happening. Yeah, yeah. That's really and terrifying. the thing it taught me is always lock your door. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. Because at least, at least you have that couple of minutes while they break down your door, and hopefully they make enough noise that you know they're coming in. Yeah. 
but uh, that's my that's my ten. It's there's some holes, but they're holes that I know are going to be filled by some of you ladies <laughs> or Jake. Uh, <laughs> I'm kind of a lady. <laughs> you are. You're, you're, you're part yeah, of them. Um, I'm gonna go refill my wine. Yes. But Kim, since it you're is. there and you have a blurred background, yes. we have seen your precious kitty walking around in the background. So we need to make yeah. sure we see her or him. Um, her. 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 During mm-hmm. this broadcast, so if you can grab little girly and bring she's, her to She's she's sleeping in her heated bed, but when she jumps on the bed again, I'm at my folks' house, so I yeah, have yeah. to take Matilda. I had to bring Matilda with me, and um, she's been adjusting. She did not super like being transported here, but oh. she's, she's she's starting to mellow out a little bit. So if she uh, when she jumps up on the get- bed again, which she probably will, I'll hold her up. She's a doll. Okay. She's just a little. Yes, creepy. she is. Okay, yeah. because did I understand you to say she has a heated bed. A heated bed. She's got a little. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, I thought my dog had everything. Yep. It's a little tiny. It's very cute. It's a little heated kitty bed, and and she's wow. not now, so I don't I don't want to disturb her. Um, but she'll jump back on the bed at some point. I'll hold her up. She's a doll. She's a sweetheart. Lucky cat. Okay. Lucky cat. Yes, she is. <laughs> so at this point, we've got like twenty nine minutes. Just so you know, guys, this episode's gonna go long. So just hang with us. <laughs> but Wendy Schindler with the amazing Augie Doggy, who's also um, doing some pet sitting, you're up for your list of favorite holiday horror movies. You just you don't have to do like a top ten. Just throw some shit out there, girl. Exactly, exactly. It's we all liked. Um... Oh crap! It went right out of my head. <laughs> That's okay. Have you been drinking <laughs> wine? It's okay. If you have, I totally understand. Oh, Daddy's gonna need another did glass. A, did it have a psychotic Santa in it? And and the completely ripped Krampus. I mean, good oh, God! Yeah. How did he have time to kill anybody? He had to be lifting weights all the time. Right? <laughs> oh, totally. He looked great. Yeah, he did. Like, I haven't seen this version. That that was a buff like Krampus in a Christmas horror story. Yes, completely. Mm-hmm. A very very buff. <laughs> you know, for an anthology, that that is not a particularly bad one. Christmas yeah, horror really story. Bad. Yeah. No, I, I thought it was real good. Yeah. Did yeah. you say it was by from the makers of Trick or Treat? Uh huh. It was. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because that's one of the better anthologies. Oh, definitely. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I, I love the the William Shatner character. He's, oh, the uh, DJ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, when if, Will. yeah, if we're gonna talk about a, a Christmas horror story, mm-hmm. um, the ending is a twist ending is polarizing. Yes. And we, when we get to like my bit, I'll go. I'll go into it. Did make my top ten. Okay. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. But if you want to go into it at that time, but I will say you will either love or hate the twist ending to A Christmas Horror Story, and I'll leave it there for now. <laughs> now, um, another one, it wasn't a movie, um, but uh, we we have discussed this before, but Nosferatu. Because oh, yeah, back in the day. Oh, that is so good. Yeah. The, the series, yes. The, the recent yes, Christmas Town. 
Mm-hmm. I, now I read the book. I read the book. Um, I did too. Um, a while ago, it was it was very very good. I, I enjoyed the book a lot. So I I I've seen the first episode. Um, <laughs> Jacob's getting more wine. <laughs> oh. Um, but I, I stop I, recording. <laughs> no no no. This will, this will even get better. <laughs> Ooh, a way to make a little money, a little Christmas money. <laughs> Well, every, every year at Halloween, I have a Halloween binge, okay, of, of mm-hmm. horror movies. And yep. my favorite thing this year was Nosferatu. It it was, um, I read the book, but I read it so long ago that I've forgotten it. So I wasn't offended by the adaptation. One of my friends yeah. who had recently read the book, and she was very offended by the adaptation. She said, oh, they did so many things different. But luckily, I didn't remember. And so I was just really enchanted by the adaptation really, of Nosferatu. Yeah. It was good, yeah. Um, I, well, the, you know, very, that's very one thing. I, I was just going to say that's one thing, too, about a lot of these adapt, adaptations, you know, they try to condense things down so much that um, now, now Kim and Jake both have their wine, the red wine and the white wine, so things should be. <laughs> I, I spotted a, a big bottle of uh, Bailey's in the refrigerator here, so, you know. Ooh. Totally oh. drink that shit, girl. <laughs> totally. I, what, what movies did I miss? What movies did I miss? We were talking um, about a Christmas horror story. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I knew one of you was going to talk about it, which is why I didn't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really one of the only ones that's recently and, and memorable for me. So so I went ahead and, and tackled it. Well, it's it's fun. It's fun. Oh, we, gosh, William yeah. Shatner, and it's mm-hmm. just a good time. Yeah. So we're holding fun. off on the twist ending. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And right now. We no, that's one people need to kind of see themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nosferatu, you do have to see it yourself. The, the recent adapt, the recent series that came out. Nosferatu. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, is that Zachary Quinto? Yes. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, a yeah, it's yeah. a Jonah Hill book. Who is Stephen King's son? It's his series, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. But not Jonah Hill. <laughs> no, not 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 Jonah Hill. Not the other. <laughs> oh yeah, no. My mind went. No, is it Jonas? <laughs> I don't remember. It's Stephen King's kid. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Charlie Manx and uh, mm-hmm. I was like just Joe Hill, not Joe. Yeah, oh, is it Joe Hill? Whatever, <laughs> you know. Funny. The Hill Spawn. I mean, the King Spawn. Yeah. The King Spawn. Spawn of I the did... King. I don't know that. You can't go by what I I say or like in horror movies. <laughs> I like Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> So, I mean, since we're on the subject like Stephen King and stuff like that, I didn't bring this up because it was a TV miniseries. But one of my mm-hmm. favorite winter based horror movies was Storm of the Century, which okay. came out in the mid 90s. It was Stephen King with. Um, yeah, I loved. I loved that three episode miniseries, but it didn't really fit this one. But Storm of the Century is one of my favorite winter based horror movies with Lene- Lenoge. 
all that. Yeah. Okay. Really eerie ending on that one. Yeah, it mm. was, especially mm. because, you know, really we're dealing good. with little kids and stuff like that, and he needs to rejuvenate, oh, yeah. and we're going to spoil this mm-hmm. one. It's like 12-year-old kid from this town <laughs> in Maine, and essentially he becomes this nightmare demon winter thing that wiped out Jamestown and Virginia and shit like that, and it's in Maine and all that good stuff, so let me have more wine. I, I bet you got Roanoke, too. <laughs> Roanoke. Well, I mean, they talked about Roanoke and Jamestown and all that stuff with it, but that I thought that was, was an amazing it, TV it miniseries. Roanoke on Mercer Island, was it? Because that'd be amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah we, we can reshoot it on Mercer Island starring June. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. I'll shut up I because my list is at the Mercer end here. Island. Okay. I'm, I'm good. Okay. No. <laughs> right there June's now. there now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, you know what? I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's Christmas. It's it's winter. I need to look and see. There's a movie. I'm I know that I'm sure June. You know it, Jake. You probably know it. Pontypool. Oh, yeah, I do I've not know Pontypool. I watched the first oh, little bit. Got to watch Pontypool. It's it's winter. I don't know that it's. Is it Christmas? No. It well, might. I don't know. They might I have a I like. I don't a, know. But um. It's one of those movies. Actually, it's a really good movie. I don't know if I really liked the whole precipice about the, um, I mean, about what it was about. Um, and I mean, how they figured it out, what not to do or what not to right. say, basically, like this. I mean, it could have been anything, um, but they just, I, don't, I can't even explain it. But I liked it because the acting was really good. Well, it's, whole, it's Canadian, so I'm going to like it. Yeah, one well, and and really Stephen McCaddy is—he's just like my God, he's good. Yeah, he's really good. I he's love so it. good at it. And it's see, I like it because it's, it's utterly unique. unique. Yeah, it's, it's very so unique. unique. It and is unique. That, that idea of looking at—I mean, essentially zombies, but not like any kind of zombie you. And how they became zombies. That's yeah. the whole thing like that. It's like, uh, but it's, yeah, it was hard for me to get around that, but I really liked the whole premise. I liked the concept. I liked, uh, I liked how it happened. Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden they started becoming that way. I liked all of a sudden you, you're like, oh no, you know, and when they start. Yeah. It was really it's, good. It's winter time. I'm not sure if it's Christmas, but it's winter. So if we're kind of going back to, you know, to watch it again. it's been a while. Oh, it's it's just it's it's beautiful. Just that I mean, even from the very first moment when he goes Pontypool, <laughs> and they're they're showing the snow and and it's it, I I I absolutely yeah, one of, adore the movie. One of the first scenes that actually gives you goosebumps. I mean, what what I mean when he encounters the the, the woman, um, the woman, it kind of you know really gives you goosebumps because you're like, what in the hell? And you know, yeah. looking for a, a horror film unlike almost any other yeah, yeah so I, agree. I do agree yeah as yeah. i read it this is i mean because let's be real about zombies usually we think about reanimated dead people we think about romero zombies yeah too, which but is a really modern idea of a zombie yeah but then we got 28 days later yeah which changed later. it which is a vir and Pontypool is a virus movie. Okay, in a way, in a see, in a way, but again, it's it's 
it's unlike any zombie movie I have ever seen, partially because of how it deals with, for lack of a better word, the infection. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's for as 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 unique as Twenty Eight Days Later is, it's still a zombie movie. Yeah, in a fair and a fairly yeah. traditional zombie movie for most parts. Yeah, even if the infection is different, even if it's this rage and they're fast and that's yeah, yeah. another kind of scary. Right. It's still a fairly traditional zombie film. Um, this isn't, and it, it's it's isolating. I mean, most of the action takes place in the radio station. Yeah, in, in the sound right. and so it's that's what makes you it also even have, creepier. Yeah, this isolation and escaping every so often to brief moments out of doors, but mostly you're listening to it. You're listening to what they're listening to. Mm-hmm. And that's a- like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. You know, I don't know how many times I might have said that through, the, through that. Yeah, well, it's, it's similar <laughs> to the I mentioned earlier, the Await Further Instruction, which is this very isolated film. And, and it's part of what I was I found really appealing about it. I find those kinds of movies fascinating and and a very real kind of scary, even if the topic itself is something very unreal. Hmm. It's very easy to imagine a scenario where you are completely isolated in in a room and you don't know what's going on outside. I mean, it's a nightmare. it's mm-hmm. it's a your bomb it's it's a virus it's something that's keeping you from from being able to leave but without knowing what's going on that's a whole other kind of fear uh and it's it's just heightening that yeah i like yeah. that i like that description that's really good yeah mm-hmm. yeah and so on the zombie genre because i i do have a zombie movie on my list generally speaking i'm not a fan of undead zombies i like you like the dead ones i like the <laughs> virus infected uh, ones okay. so the the so dawn the of the dead like... remake from like 2005 in milwaukee is well, one of my yeah. favorites but like I night of the living too. dead doesn't register with me or day of the dead or dawn of the dead the romero ones um, I, I appreciate don't get me wrong i do appreciate them it's just they're, they're not movies i watch for fun yeah no but, but in the but for, for for i very much appreciate them as films yes i appreciate them as films however like with the walking dead and stuff like that season eh, eh. <laughs> 10 we're all doing that anyway don't worry eh. yeah okay so june conti- just wait i don't see Wendy, 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 are you on video? What's going on? Are like if you needed to get Bailey's, I totally understand. Oh no, Um, you guys are starting to glitch on this computer, so I thought maybe if I took the video off, it would. Okay. And it has. It's kind of even things out again. Okay, so Kim and our clinking glasses here. (laughs) So Wendy, what are some more? It's just. (laughs) What are some more of your movies, Wendy? Um. Well, uh, Die Hard. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has a Christmas scene in there. Exactly. You know, it's yeah. I I mean yeah. I do think of Die it's Hard as a Christmas in, movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's cold. It's winter. There's yeah. a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and they're killing Christmas. Nazis, which is even better. <laughs> and 
Can you yeah. Alan Rickman? Hmm? Alan Rickman. Yeah. Aww. Who's an amazing actor? I love him. Colonel Brandon. I like Alan Rickman. May he rest in peace. May he rest Definitely. in peace. Just wait, Kim, let's cheers. Well, I guess for zombie movies, you know, Oz Zombies was one of my favorites. You know, oh, I love Oz Zombies. <laughs> or the ice oh. cream. It was the green ice cream, the right? The green ice cream, yeah. Mm. <laughs> toxic, uh, nuclear uh, toxic ice cream. Mm. That is the mm. cutest movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <really>. my gosh. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I really can't think of a whole lot of others that... I'm going to do a little blaspheme here and oh, that's say, fine. Uh-oh. Um, uh, rare imports didn't <gasps> hold my attention. Okay. <laughs> I kept falling asleep. <laughs> so, with uh -oh. rare imports, no, 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 no. I'm I'm uh, actually on Wendy's side here. Yeah. I loved eighty percent. Of rare imports. Was it mostly the naked portion? No, not even that. It was the final twenty percent I did not care for. And and rare imports didn't make my list. But I I enjoyed it. I wasn't quite as tickled by it as a lot of people are. And I mean yeah. it, it didn't Ditto. make the list partially because for me it's not it's not must watch. Um I'm not offended if somebody said let's watch it who's never seen it or who wants to watch it mm -hmm. in the holiday season but it's not for me it's not a go-to yeah um you know like i said the, the 80 80 percent of four-fifths of it i thought yeah. was really outstanding outstanding christmas so holiday horror and it was so different yeah, yeah and it was That's so different yeah it's just I, the final 20 percent didn't cool. do it for me Yeah, but rare imports did make my list. Well, and in, in general, you know, it's so hard to find the perfect horror film. I feel yeah. like the vast majority of horror films, I am like, I like 60 to 80% of this. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's really rare that I am 100%. And, and that's where I look at, like, my top couple. I'm like, Black Christmas for me, that was 100 fucking percent. <laughs> that too. movie is damn brilliant. Mm-hmm. And also the guy that did a Christmas story. So, yeah, <laughs> fuck the haters. Uh, yeah. hey, <laughs> I mean, holiday. So when I get to my bit, I'll I'll do my bit. I'll do my okay. bit when we get to it. But June. You know, the thing is, um, all the movies I had on my list have been covered. I was trying to see if there's anything different you know I did throw gremlins in there because I always gremlins you know hold a place, special place in my heart because yeah. that's when I graduated graduated high school and I remember mm -hmm. going out to see that mm -hmm. um, you know Krampus is, is up there too and uh, you know it's like God bless oh, that what, movie well what about what did you think of Better Watch Out I liked Better Watch Out yeah, it was fun it was fun it was fun it made yeah, my it list fun. And we can go into this. Yes, we 
Like, well, you know, basically everything I had has been covered already um, that we've kind of talked about. But uh, better yeah. watch out. I think is one we have not covered, and that was one. Yeah, I, yeah. I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed better Christmas. watch out yeah. as well. And so let's just put in perspective. There was another movie from the early '80s called Better Watch Out. But it was also called, I think, Christmas Sleigh or something like that. The oh, the movies. See, I was guessing. I know it was Christmas Sleigh. Yeah, because <laughs> you had. I don't know yeah. if it was '80. Might have been 1980, oh. but like, I know exactly who you're talking about. The yeah, that was the, uh, the... but better watch out is a different from 2016 slash 2017, depending on if you saw exactly. the yeah. theater or like the festival release or the theatrical right. release. You know, it'll be 2016 or 2017, and then you have the one from like 1980 or 81, something like that. It was part of the slasher, yeah, craze. It was part of the slasher craze yeah. of the 80s. Yeah, because there's a whole slew. I feel like I almost want to post a list of all of these redonkulous slashers of the mm-hmm. '80s that were Christmas that would be adjacent. Fun, actually, yeah, because really I I have a list of pretty much. There's like I think I have 99 horror films on this Christmas list. Yeah. Um, with special shout out to a movie called Santa Claus. <gasps> yes, 2005 Santa Claus. Oh, I was about the '96 one. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you have like Red Christmas, and then there's Silent Night, Silent Night, Bloody Night, in there Blood as well. Nights. We have Elves. You know, okay, so guys, this one didn't make my list, and we haven't talked about it. Elves. Well, yeah, that one, but Jack Frost from 1997. Oh, we have oh, not yeah, talked yeah, about Frost. Jack Frost, it which so is shit, it but it's fun. To watch. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I, I think because I, I talk to people who I, I enjoy it. I think it's again, it's fun for camp. I'll probably do a live tweet of it this year. Oh, that but, would be fun. Yeah, it's it's a good time. I saw it a little too late though to have some of the fond um, memories or the you know the the there's the movies that are so bad and part of your love for them stems from this the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I saw that one in my late 20s for the yeah. first time. And so, again, I, I dig it. It's fun. Again, I will happily live tweet it. But I, I'm i missing the nostalgia to have the love for it the way I have a couple other bad slashers and bad horror mm-hmm. films. Right. But it's a right. good time, and it's silly. And Michael Keaton is fantastic. Oh, wait, the other one. Yeah, um, wait, wait a second. <laughs> wait a second, Kim. They're both really horrific. <laughs> And I stand by that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. You know, I was going to say, one movie we haven't talked about, and it's really not the whole movie, um, is the Tales from the Crypt anthology. Yeah, yeah. With uh, Joan Collins. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the original Silent Nights. Yeah. (laughs) Deadly Nights. (laughs) Well, and and I'm real sure I saw it. Yes, this is the one with the the Santa. Yeah. And the original. Uh, was it her husband, wasn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, all of a sudden, you know, he's like reading the newspaper, happy as a clam. Their little daughter is going to bed. And, oh, mommy, mommy, when is Santa Claus coming? I love my Santa Claus. Where's, where's Santa? Go to bed, honey. <laughs> and then next thing you know, there's a poker on the head or through yeah. the eye or something with, uh, <laughs> oh, with the husband. It's, 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 <laughs> 
it used that scene because I saw that when I was a little kid, and it's still that like left a whole thing on me. The yes. when Poker snags on the brain. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I gotta I step like away seven. for a minute. Just a minute. Trying to get the goo. <laughs> and that legit fucked with me. That terrified me. I remember waking my mom up to tuck me in after I caught that. <laughs> That's how much it disturbed me when I was like seven. It was my brother's Isn't fault. Isn't it I'm funny gonna... how a little few seconds of, right. of a badly done special effect, though, can take this huge oh. place in your mind oh, and yeah. horrify you for years? Because yeah. I feel like I can still hear it. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sure you can. And I, I bet money, because I haven't watched it in forever, I bet if I watched it now, I'd be like, that scared me. <laughs> but there you were, yep. But, but yeah. the yep. seven, it was, it was, it was very real. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah, especially with Santa's involved. <laughs> Crazy Santa. I, I can't remember if I still believed in Santa at that point or not, but it's still, it, 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 that hit something. <laughs> I'm back. That was awesome. <laughs> Have you uh, has in is inside on anyone's list? It is not. Nope. No. Interesting no. movie. I'm not generally a huge one on some of the the pregnancy and either the baby is trying to kill me or somebody's trying to get the baby kind of movies, but it's 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 interesting. I'm, yeah. It's well done. Um and it's Christmas thing. I think it's Christmas Eve, isn't it, when that's taking place? So yeah. if, if you're if you're into such things, then that's that's there. Yeah, um, and we and we didn't talk about Treevenge either. Oh, we are you? Gonna talk, is it on your list? Jake? No, it's not. It's <laughs> not. I. I mean, again, it's it's a fun. There's so many bad. They're fun movies that yeah. really it comes down to like personal taste, like. Mm-hmm. Like thanks killing. Thanks killing is I not was thinking really... that too. <laughs> I was gonna watch that tonight just to get in the spirit. <laughs> it's not my like go to in the holiday ones, but it's a good time. Yeah. Um there's there's just so many of them. Yeah. It, um, and the whole thing I think that's different between because really we're going from Halloween into right. the happy holidays. When we talk Halloween we want hardcore horror and gore right. and scary. But when we move into Thanksgiving through New Year's, we want something lighter. Oh, well, you also... I always want it to be really, really Damn scary. Well, yeah, yeah. No, don't get me wrong. I think Christmas, Kim, you talked about this. Week. Christmas right. is great for ghost stories. Mm-hmm. Like if you think yeah. about A Christmas Carol, that is some great like grim tales level oh. shit my, my favorite <laughs> christmas carol is alistair sims that's my favorite of all time mm-hmm. but they're they're releasing a new christmas carol for 2019 that is leaning very much into the horror it's Ooh. it looks yeah. it's going to be a it's going to be a, a mini series airing I didn't know this. It's it's I, I one, but I, I think it's gonna be airing on in the US, I believe it's airing in FX as starring 
You've got Tom Hardy in it. You've got Guy oh. Pierce is playing Ebony's. That's some Scrooge. serious shit. Yeah. The Ghost of Christmas Past. You have some like hardcore actors in this movie, and it's a. I want to say it's a three part. It's uh, like December nineteenth. It's sometime end of December. Okay. And cool. it's it's um it looks really fantastic it's uh it's ridley scott i think is one of the producers it is leaning full force into horror okay and leaning full force into that like supernatural winter Ooh, i can't wait it looks just awesome totally i cannot wait to see that that sounds amazing yes. for sure so there you go so jake <laughs> Why don't you say, uh, you know, a few things about your, some of yours that uh, haven't been talked about yet. Yeah. So, I mean, we hit, we hit most of the movies. So right. when, so if I'm going to rate the movies, how I, how I approach my list is I thought general population, something that's going to give you a good jolt, highly entertaining because if I view it as a horror aficionado, which like, if you know me, I can talk in depth about Freddy Krueger and Michael Myers and Jason and all those guys. Like we could go into a 500 page novel. Guys, <laughs> it will okay? be here until midnight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I still have to go to the store and get some things. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm total nerd. So we're going to go over cause we only got two minutes left and stuff, but this is my top 10. I talked about the, well, I said I was going to have two honorable mentions. It turned out I had five. If I go out here and look at some of the other movies, you know, there's a, there's, there's, we talked about most of them. So, like, I was a big fan of Santa Slay. Oh, Santa Slay is fun. Yeah, we didn't talk it's about Windchill. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Windchill, Windchill, it's good. It's, it's, parts of it is really, are really yeah. good and creepy. Well, and again, you have a good cast and that elevates yeah. it. Yeah, so that's the whole thing because you can have a mediocre movie, but if you have the cast, it can, yeah. you know, you go from two stars to three to four stars, but it caps out there because of the limitations. Just going right. through some of these, like I thought Silent Night, Deadly Night, Four Initiation, Silent Night, Deadly right. Night, they didn't put a five on it, but it was toy, the toy maker. It was, but it was, part it was really yeah. good stuff. I'm a big fan of the Puppet Master series, and they did have one Christmas movie in there out of like the 20 that they made. Right. Um, <laughs> Deadly. Oh, Caesar and Otto's Deadly Xmas is a good one. Treevenge is just bat shit. Um, but if I'm going to. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, we have the Jack Frost movies, which didn't really make my list, but they're just fun but Michael here Keats. are my top 10 if you're gonna stream this is what i'm thinking it's like if you're gonna stream some horror movies over the weekend these are the ones i would stream okay, okay. and this is okay. from thanksgiving through like up to new year's so number 10 silent night deadly night 2 because it is a yeah. shit storm all i have to do is say garage day Though I will say I am not a fan of gun violence because, for one thing, if you're a horror aficionado, when someone brings a gun, I'm just like, nah. like, yeah, no, it's give cheap. me the it's shank cheap. action here. Yeah. Yeah. However, 
Yeah, so I'm like, but you know, there there are some amazing parts of Silent Night, Deadly Night oh, too, which deal with brilliant. It's with brilliant. Mother Superior's now beheading. I watch this again. Yeah, Mother <laughs> Superior's beheading and the Umbrella Killer killing of the mafioso. The Umbrella <laughs> killing is great. The rest of it, it's a shit storm. However. You gotta watch it just because it's a lot of fun, but it is a shit storm. (laughs) Shit storm. Okay. Number nine is Krampus. And this is the big budget one with um, Tony Coletti. So let's let's just get to the ending. So so I'll just put this out there. I thought it was a well-crafted movie. Mm-hmm. Like good acting, pacing, mm-hmm. setup. It didn't do it for me. And I was not a fan of the ending with the Christmas ornament, which is essentially everything that happened is kind of undone. Up, and up, the family up, 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 is stuck hey. in the ornament. <laughs> no, no. This Spoiler movie came out fucking alert. four years ago. I'm going to spoil this bitch. No. I'm going to spoil this is four years old okay but they end up in the ornament like reliving everything and shit like that but it was a really well made movie and I like what they did with Christmas um, and how they how the kid called Krampus I'm going to give it I'm going to give it that it's a well made film it's the best of the Krampus ones not doing for Kim talk shit June talk shit you know guys talk shit I wait. What did I talk shit about? Did you I didn't really talk shit about it. It's just like the ending is pretty polarizing, <laughs> and it's not really a gory movie. I will. I'll actually say of Cram. I you know I wasn't. I wasn't upset by the ending. My favorite part of Krampus is when they go into the attic and they get the toys attacking them. Yeah, that was so fun. I laughed. I like that. Like you get the Elfie oh thing. Like I serpentine Elfie thing. So I like that part of it quite a bit. Krampus is a very well-made movie. This is the big budget one. This is not because there's like 60 other Krampuses. It's it's not. Just wait. Let me have more wine. (laughs) Keep drinking. Okay. Number eight. Silent Night 2012, which is the reimagining. And it's good. It's, it's it's solid. It's, it's good. Great. And so if you're looking for, and, and you know, it doesn't take itself too seriously. So this is the reimagining of essentially the first movie of Silent Night, Deadly Night from what was it, 84? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. And so this was part of the trend from like 2008 to 2013, I think, where they like redid Friday the 13th and Halloween. Yeah. And... Oh, and so out of this, yeah, out of this period, if you're looking into the reimaginings, for me, the um, My Bloody Valentine 3D from 2009 is the <laughs> best of the batch. Did you say best? Best of that batch. I might be going deaf. Can you say that again? You said best. Yeah, well, because it had Jensen Ackles thing. as Harry Ward, <laughs> the killer. <laughs> No, girl, I will battle this till the end of the days with you. But fucking My Bloody Valentine 2009 3D, fucking amazing. Oh, my God. From a slasher flick. I love that. I own it. I have the 3D glasses. I love it. 
Okay. Um, so, but Silent Night, Deadly Night, I mean, it's got a big body count. Okay, let's be real. There is nothing unique about Silent Night 2012. However, the kills, for the most part, three quarters, like 17 people die in this movie. Just some say. And but the, it's willing to kill kids, and that's always a thing. That's true, because most people don't realize, like, the third or fourth kill is the crazy Santa shows up. You get a 14-year-old, like, just ex-post tween giving some shit. And, <laughs> you know, she gets a, a poker like hot coal yeah. poker shoved through her and killed. And usually like, remember trick or treat from 2007 got banned because they killed kids, but silent oh, night 2012, they got away with killing the kid. It wasn't banned. Yeah. 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 It was banned. So it was banned for a year and I freaking love silent night 2012. I mean, there's, there's some amazing scenes and it's all stereotypical. And this might be because I'm getting old or something, but they've got the scene with the, the porno in the hotel where they got the lady that's the producer and she gets the scythe through her and killed. And then you got the porno shooter who gets the scythe through his nuts but then when it comes to the porn star, <laughs> she escapes. She falls out of the second story window, lands in garbage. If you know anything about Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, garbage day is a big thing. Garbage and day. And then she gets her leg cut off and put through a wood chipper. And that's classic. I mean, who hasn't had that happen? At least? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, you know, they have some really great visuals in this movie. Like when they get to the jail and you get the jailed, drunk, narcotic dealing Santa going up with killer Santa. And then you pull out the flamethrowers. Like that is some great shit right there. So... Even though not the most original, that shit is well-crafted. I spent way too much time on the number eight film. Okay. So number seven is Anna and the Apocalypse. It's out of Scotland. I love it. So here's the whole thing is I viewed this as a Christmas teenage girl version of Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Um, yeah, It was, you know, it was music. It, it's funny. It's amazing. It remind me a little bit of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, it definitely I, some Buffy it, going I, on. Like, it, I'm not a zombie fan, but I appreciated this movie. Just like Shaun of the Dead and the the is it Dawn or Day of the Dead remake from 2005? You know, with the running Dawn. zombies and stuff Dawn like that. Dawn. Yeah, yeah, it's like there's only like three zombie films I actually really well. I liked 28 Days Later too. So there's like four movies, but um, I really appreciated Anna and the watch Apocalypse. Watch Pontypool and get back to me. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll watch Pontypool. I don't, and it's Canadian. I should know something about this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need to watch it again now. Yeah. Oh gosh, fucking for love sure. That movie, man. It's so good. So I get up to number six, and I've got Better Watch Out, which is Home Alone with Psychos. Yes. And <laughs> like. Because it's fantastic. It is fantastic. And what I really like about it, and this is the whole, because for me, Christmas means horror comedy. 
it's lighter. We just went through a dark period with Halloween and stuff. So if you're going to start slaughtering a bunch of people, please have fun, some fun with it. <laughs> because Halloween horror is usually just straight to the chase. This is some gross shit. And, but June is yawning. I'm oh, sure yawning. I had, I had two hours of sleep last night. My flight got in at I'm girl, girl, like you sleep and shit because we got to film a pot. We got to do a podcast this weekend and some shit. Oh, so. girl. Shit. Fuck. So, Let me no. just cheers. <laughs> cheers. Let me just wait. And now I have to go to the store and get things. <laughs> Let me tell you, I, I catered my Thanksgiving and I'm moving on. Uh,. <laughs> But with Better Watch Out, I, I thought it was some classic horror. You know, in some parts, I thought it, it ran a little dull. It, and if I look at it in perspective, I view Better Watch Out. And if you remember The Babysitter, I thought oh, they were yeah. pretty similar themes, yeah, yeah, though. No satanic book yeah. or anything like But it, same kind of vibe. So if you like The Babysitter, you're going to like Better Watch Out. But I really liked the gore of Home Alone amplified. It, it was definitely amplified. They even referenced Home Alone when they, they hit the guy. Yeah. yeah. He, he said, we're going to test this. Yeah. We're going to show what it would really look like if mm-hmm. a paint can hit somebody upside the head. Bingo, Katie. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That was my favorite kill because when you look at the other kills in the movie, it actually doesn't have a super high body count in it. But no. what I really appreciated was the paint can and then kind of the end with the police. And it's like, holy shit, I'm going to get caught with this and I need to come up with a contingency plan. Yes. Number five, rare exports out of Finland. There so if you guys know me, I'm not into reading a movie. <laughs> so rare exports is a finnish movie so you're reading it but what i loved about this so and this is gonna go through the top five and stuff like that is i you know i have some foreign foreign um movies in here but what i loved about and i loved 80 percent of rare exports just we came to the burial mound Saint Nick is actually a demon. So if you know anything about Saint Nick or Sinterklaas or any of that stuff, it is all kind of grim fairy tale. The shit is dark. dark. Yeah. Yeah. And in the case of rare exports, you know, they dig up a Santa demon who is wreaking havoc all across Finland. You got to contain it, right? (laughs) And I freaking love. However, when we got to the end where it's like, helicopters and jet fighters and all these little demons like yeah. it lost it for me I, but I the first that too. yeah, I, yeah. I, just, I agree but yeah the first part of it was, was a lot of fun first 80% loved rare exports yeah. um number 4 another foreign one sint out of yeah. which is saint Tim talked about yes. yes yes which is the dutch and the dutch do grim fairy tales oh so well so saint slash scent from the netherlands amazing this is a bonkers gore factor like they knew you can't take this shit so most people okay let's be real 
we got Santa Claus from the Dutch. He was skating along the canals and all that stuff. We got Santa Claus from the Dutch. Uh, and yeah. in, in this case, Sint, you know, grim fairy tales, like, motherfucker ain't gonna play. He's sending his little munchkins and they're like chopping <laughs> off heads. And it is gory, good fun. I would put it, it on par with, if you remember, oh, I can't remember the name of it. Peter Jackson, New Zealand, Zombies. Uh, oh. brain, not yeah. brain dead. Um, uh, it's dead, something like dead, that. Dead, yeah. Dead, dead, dead alive. Dead, dead, dead alive. alive. Yeah. Like it's a DA. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so if you haven't seen Dead Alive, it's not a Christmas movie, but it's, it's from fun. like 1989. It's a good fun. Yeah, it's good fun. Let me just tell you, lawnmower, zombies, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, lawnmower. What's that? <laughs> Who doesn't love a lawnmower? I know, especially yeah. against zombies. However, New Zealand also gave us the zombie sheep movie, which was amazing, too. Yeah, was so oh, black sheep. Black yes. Sheep. Yes. Like yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I, yeah. I got to tell you, now that I've seen Scent, I want to watch it every year at Christmas. Oh, it, it's fun. It, it really is. is. fun. And so my list is really falling on the horror comedy action aspect so I mean, it's funny because i like a lot of and I, I may have gone a little horror comedy heavy on mine but i supernatural horror around this time of year is something i really lean into yeah because i love go again like we were talking at the beginning i love ghost stories in the winter time yeah i think it's the perfect time yeah because really when you think about it you're at the end of the year you have to mm -hmm. repent on all the bad things you did to be clear of them in the new year, which means you might have some nasty karma following I carry you. it with me. Yeah. I carry it with me to the new year. So I'm going to throw this to <laughs> Wendy <laughs> and Katie. And I would say more so Katie because you're from a different part of the country. But when it comes to this repentance <laughs> of what you've experienced over the year, I mean, most of the folks up in our neck of the woods, which is like Midwest to West, does it have a separate connotation? You know, versus I, the. You are the first person I've ever heard say that. So okay. it's it's obviously not a thing down here. Um, more what personally, and this is just my thing, and I'm really weird. What I think about at the end of the year is sort of the death of the year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and that. Um, kind of a death and rebirth cycle. Yeah. I live way out in the woods. It's on 12 acres. And oh. you see every day in nature the way everything dies and is reborn in another way. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think about a lot at the end of the year. And I never repent for anything. Okay. <laughs> I'm never sorry. Yeah, no, no worries. Because, I like, so coming from, especially from the West Coast, when we think about the, the, the south um it's probably all the, you know all the stereo stereotypical shit you've you've heard about right well stereotypes and, always have an origin in truth yeah, that's true good point mm -hmm. good point but you know we, we just think about do people perpetuate it or really it's we're not as different as you think we're not as different as you think. I agree. Um, there are horrible people everywhere. 
and there are horrible people here too. Okay. I like that. Yeah. And I would agree with that. There is less to divide us than we actually hear about. And I always think about um, it's good to find the common ground with people because we need each other more than we think. I'm giving a big yeah. thumbs up to that. <laughs> All right. So we agree. So America, if you're listening, we're not so different. Put that bullshit aside. All we all want the best for all of us. We do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which brings me to number three. <laughs> Two movies. <laughs> I have Black Christmas. <laughs> Of course. So, of course. with Black Christmas from 1974, this is, to me this is like the this you know cuz I don't remember 1974. But taking Black Christmas to me this is the meta that was scream in 1996. There was a whole lot of political stuff, cultural stuff going on at that time period that Black Christmas represented. And so I appreciate 1974 because, really, let's be honest, the whole plastic bag smothering with the girl in mm -hmm. the chair looking out, that oh. is amazing. That visual that just yeah. Yeah. That was amazing. amazing. But then and you have. she is still sitting there at the end. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. That is. That song ringing. Yeah, that is scary mm -hmm. as fuck. Let's be real. And then you have the 2006, which is a straight-up slasher flick. But, yeah. you know, certain parts of it I really thought stood out. And so I'm on the side of I really like a bloody snow angel. But also the ice skate scene yeah. to the yeah to the head and stuff like that. That was mm -hmm. And then oh, the creepiness crazy. of Billy crawling down between the walls. Yes, that Ooh, was pretty creepy. Yeah. Really? Ooh, at the yellow. That is sweet. <laughs> so even though 2006 doesn't get the props, it's 1974, and I'm going to lean on 1974 is the better movie, don't get me wrong, but 2006, that is a straight-up good slasher flick. flick. I totally. enjoy it. Totally. Um, and I am looking forward to the 2019 Fraternity Warlocks through versus Sorority I hope, I hope, Hunters. I hope they do a good job mm -hmm. with it. Yeah. yeah. I hope they do a really yeah. good job. I sense a field trip in our future. Yeah, we're totally going to do it, homies. Awesome. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, let's do it. Pinky swear. Pinky swear. Pinky swear. Pinky swear. Pinky. Oh, there you are. <laughs> okay, pinky swear. We're doing it. Number two. A Christmas Horror Story. Yeah. So... And over from an anthology, I it's not as good as Trick or Treat. No, but it's fun. It is fun, and this these are my favorite parts of it. So you know, I think Trick or Treat is the tighter movie, better on theme, yeah. stuff like that. But if if we just take it from the string that links everything together, Zombie Elves, Santa versus Krampus at the mm -hmm. end fucking amazing less so the kids at the high school with the pregnant ghost yeah that was yeah. kind of stupid yeah yeah and the, 
throw that in there. Yeah. Yeah, and the other part is, you know, the family with the stalled out car like with Krampus like haunting them through the woods yeah. or yeah. whatever. Meh. I we really like the Changeling storyline. Me too. Yeah. I like the Changeling storyline a lot. Uh, and I liked zombie elves and cramp. Yeah. (laughs) So from a creep factor, I will say the, the changeling storyline that, that was good, but really cramp is versus Santa at the the end. The choreography of the fight scene. That's damn. It it was good. It was, it was Buffy. You would have thought Josh Sweeten was in there. Josh was in there. For sure. Yeah. I totally want to watch that again yeah. yeah. So to me, like a Christmas horror story is great, but number one. And here's the interesting thing because I polled people. Most people don't think this movie is a Christmas movie, but it is. Oh, now I'm intrigued. Kim, you're gonna you're gonna be a meh. It's Gremlins. <laughs> I like that you've already predicted that. Yeah. It's Gremlins. To me, yeah. Gremlins yeah. is an amazing Christmas story. Because remember, I mean, it's definitely a Christmas it's movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it it, it is yeah, a Christmas movie. On the movie, but yeah, I don't not to anyone who likes it. It just was never one that clicked with me. Yeah, well, and you know, yeah, like I said, since I saw it, it's nostalgia for me. It's all the nostalgia, you know. And yeah, everything. and I love the little creatures. Are so yeah, cute. but yeah, I, I mean, it's yeah, their murderous ways. Yeah, I was talking so, about Stripe. Yeah, so when we, when we put it in perspective, though, we have the cute, cuddly Mogwai Gizmo who has his rules. And if you break the rules, you get all this horror that ensues. And please, let's be honest. We all fucking loved Spike. We loved Spike. And then when he goes into the swimming pool and creates the army because you fed him after midnight, but you didn't mean to feed him. This is like when you get a new puppy, you know the rules, and you break them all, and then you get something horrible. This is me and Mikey, my pit bull. This is Spike. And so for me, if I'm going to sit my 10-year-old down, which I do not have children... It was like your 10-year-old dog? Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. But if I'm going to sit my 10-year-old down, down and say, you know, there are repercussions for your actions, and we all have rules that we have to obey, it's Gremlins. Now, mind you, Gremlins 2 is shit. But... um. Although, I have a question for you. I have a yeah, question for you. Fire. The whole, like, not feeding after midnight thing, when does that end? And are we, and like, what is time it... time zone? Yeah, yeah like, is it the time zone you're in? But, like, what if it's central time or eastern time? Well, so, how, how I like, view it... <laughs> that does... Oh, no, I'm out <laughs> of wine. <laughs> no! <laughs> no, I'm out of wine. So this is daddy on wine, not having wine after nine Pacific. Um, we are going to wrap up pretty soon because I, I still have things to do. So we yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we got to wrap soon. We got to wrap soon. So thank you for keeping on. But for me, with with the after midnight is pretty much 12 p.m. to sunrise. Right, yeah. Kind of like if you're going in for an operation. Mm-hmm. So Kim, you got your cat. We 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 haven't seen your baby girl yet. Oh, uh, hold on a sec. I'll have. Oh, come here, sweet pea. No, hold on a second. We I gotta see to... the baby. 
Because we're way after our time, whatever. I don't give a fuck. We've got plenty. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, we got plenty of time. And this has been a fun episode. Hold on a second. Let me take you should have had it taken care of, June. Golly. June, just wait. I mean. that I just got back from my trip last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she had an amazing trip. Yes, I did. Katie, thank you for staying with us for so long. You're welcome. I've had a blast. <laughs> you know, the only movie y'all didn't talk about is Spellbinder. And it's not really oh. a horror movie, and it's not really a Christmas movie. It's Winter Solstice. Oh, really? It's uh, got Kelly Preston in it. Oh, yeah, and, I know her. Uh, Tim Daly. Oh, I know Tim Daly. He's hot. Hubba hubba. Hi, Tilly. Kelly Preston, John Travolta's wife. John Travolta's wife, yes, Mrs. John Travolta is in okay. this movie, and she mm-hmm. plays a uh, woman on the run from a coven. Oh, there's baby girl. And they want to sacrifice her at the winter solstice. Oh, hot and damn. the whole movie, Tim Daly is trying to save her. <laughs> oh, you know what? I see the, I, I'm, seeing the, I'm seeing the poster, and I recognize it now for Spellbinder. Okay. It was from 88. Yes, so I went to see this at the movie theater. <laughs> no, it's the same little girl. Oh, baby girl. I get the kitty cat. Um. So yeah, we're like half an hour over. Whatever. That's perfectly fine. That's perfectly She's fine. She's a very patient girl. Yeah. She's a very patient girl. So to our listeners. Thank you so very much for listening to yeah. this week's and Mystic so Moon Cafe. I'm in the mood now to watch all of these. It's hey, now I mean, I'm like, uh, Yeah. <laughs> and um, let's let's give some shout outs to our yeah. guest, Kim Douthit, who is our horror maven. Also on Ghoulish Tendencies, if you want to do a tour at spooked in seattle she does true crime she'll take you around to all the amazing haunted spots in pioneer square as well book her like call up spooked in seattle say mark say let me speak to mark mark what's that (laughs) seattle five times oh i will because i live here too so seattle 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 pioneer square which is the original neighborhood and say yo Mark, I I want my true crime. I want my pub tour. I want my haunted historic tour with Kim Douthit. And you'd be like, okay, holla at ya. Let holla me book ya. Me. Let me holla at ya. I'll book you yeah, some Kim Douthit. Spooked in Seattle and at Urban Electives teaching classes. Yes. Yes. Movie of Geek for movie stuff and ghoulish tendencies for everything else. <laughs> yes. True crime and haunted history. I might do a little something with the website. I'm just saying. Gabby says hi. She was listening and she said hi. Oh, Aces, love you, Gabby. I know you got you got the in-laws here, so shout out to the in-laws as well. To our extra special guest, Katie Rhodes, who writes the Perry Jean Mace Ghost Thrillers, 11 books. Thank you so much for having me. No, it was wonderful to have you. Remember, guys, everyone go out to Amazon. You can get the Kindle books, $2.99 to $3.99, 11 books, all amazing. 
you do not get 4.7 stars out of 5 on Amazon for 11 books unless that, that is shit awesome. is real good. <laughs> yes, okay. I agree. So download that and read them. They're amazing. I already spieled my two favorites. Um, but get in there. Thank you, Katie. I, I've, I've actually Thank you again for having and... me. I've had a blast. Thank you for being well, on the show. And awesome. Yeah, so Katie, do you have a new book coming out soon? Because if you do, like pitch it here and because we're going to have you back for that. I will let you know when I do and thank you again. That would be okay. great. I'm looking forward to it. For it's sure. It's been a fun night. And yeah. I will be all read up by then. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We'll have the complete backlog and we'll quiz you in depth like your JK Rowling <laughs> on Harry Potter. <laughs> um so, Wendy, any p- parting words? Nope, I'm done with you. <laughs> <laughs> June, any parting words? Well, just uh, thanks, everyone, for sticking in with us. We got some great movies here, and, uh, you know, I get you in the holiday mood, the holiday horror mood, my favorite. <laughs> And um, also, you know, if you're interested, uh, you know, check out our website for A Ghost, the Advanced Ghost Hunters of Seattle, Tacoma, aghost.org. And, uh, you know, come and join us in the new year that's coming up before we know it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, everyone. All right. So thank you for everyone for tuning in. I hope we fed you more than enough holiday horror than you need. And... I'm going to sign off with a little bit of Disturbed and the song The Light. All right. Have a good night, everyone. Bye, everyone. Got to go to the store. Bye.